insurrection, obstruction, indictments, civilly liable for sexual abuse. The one man responsible for all that could be sitting in a prison cell on election day and still be elected commander-in-chief for these United States. That man is beholden to Putin, weakened NATO the last time around, and is currently tying himself to wealthy Saudi oil money. He enriched himself when government stated his properties. He campaigned on wanting to use government to go after his political rivals and wants to expand executive power. If Donald Trump is re-elected, our nation is lost. So let's roll up our sleeves, get to work, and tell the MAGA folks, no more before it's too late. Welcome back to Liberal Band Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's here code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. With the help of some of my awesome listeners on a special Monday broadcast, we fixed the phone. So now if you do call in, you'll be able to hear me again. <laughs> you can also, as always, join us in the chat room over here on YouTube.com slash Liberal Band Radio. If you're listening on the Blog Talk Radio chat, Come on over to YouTube. It's much easier to pay attention to one chat room than two. And that's usually where I pay the most attention to is on the YouTube chat. So come on over here. And if you haven't subscribed to me on YouTube, please remember to do so. And if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like the video and share the live stream with your friends and have them come over as well. Make it a big old party. If you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldanradio. Uh, comment on at Liberal Day and Radio on Twitter, at Liberal Day and Radio on Threads, and also on the show th- episode thread uh, at Liberal Day and Radio again on YouTube. Shouts out to Jolie and Aaron, the Mod Squad. Uh, Demonox, who is in the chat, and he is the first Liberal Day and Radio patron. Uh, Jolie and Aaron are also Liberal Day and Radio patrons. Uh, we have Tim, uh, Don, Robert, uh, another. Uh, patron in the uh, chat as well. TK also in the chat. Good to see you as well. Um, Let's see. What else we got? Uh, Tara Dublin is supposed to be calling into the show. Unfortunately, there may be some issues with her calling in simply because uh, they have some major construction apparently going on with some pile driving going on right outside her window. And whether or not we'll be able to hear her is up in the air. Because she lives over in uh, Portland on the West Coast, it is 6 o'clock right there at her her time. Hopefully they stop right about now, which means she'll be able to call in in a half an hour. I have my uh, chat window open with her, and hopefully she'll be able to call in at about the right time. Or maybe she'll call in a little later if they stop later. We'll be able to... um, measure it and see what goes on and if for some reason we have to reschedule we'll reschedule but i'm i'm gonna keep hope alive and 
make sure that we can we can get her on, even if it means having to extend or or delay the start to when they stop doing the road work or whatever work they're doing outside of her winder. Um, what's going on? Uh, flyover country. I know who you are. <laughs> Changing your name all the time. I just know who you are from your uh, P-dubs, from your uh, image. Uh, Portland. Portland is gone. Yes, Portland is gone. Uh, apparently, they're rebuilding it at, right as we speak, right outside her window. Um, so, anywho, let's see. She's she's sending me a chat right now, so we shall see if my prediction is right and if the if the closing of the ending work. Uh, she goes, let's reschedule. It's still so effing loud. Um, I mean, I'm willing to. I am willing to wait another half hour or hour to call it. Um, it doesn't matter. I am good at rambling on all sorts of topics. But if you want to go do other things, we can reschedule as other things and or get away from the noise. If I can type correctly, that would be nice. That is understandable as well. But we shall see. What's up, Jeff? How's it going? Uh, if you want to support the show, again, please make sure to subscribe to the channel if you've not already done so. Please remember to like. We have eight viewers and eight likes, which is good. Y'all are doing your job properly. Um, Share videos, comment on videos that you haven't watched yet. Uh, watch videos that you haven't watched yet. Um, what else? Um, get your friends to subscribe to the channel. We're still pushing to try and get uh, 1,000 subscriptions so we can get monetized. Once we get 1,000 subs, we will be doing two times a week. If you want to see me on two times a week, help me get to 1,000 subscribers, and we'll do two times a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. That's all we need to do. Um and Demonox says we can try and form at least part of Voltron if needed. Um, we can wait a little bit. I still have some stuff to talk about and some bits to play beforehand. Um, see, well, if Terra can't be on, we won't have a country left. <laughs> we don't have a country if we don't have Terra. Um, it is. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I do have the clip here. I moved it, it up. It is so what it is. To find. Thank you, Donald. Uh, let's see what Terra has to say on her... Uh, on, on the the Twitter chat, on the X chat, or whatever the 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 the, uh, the social media platform formerly known as the Twitter. Yeah, I don't want to be in your show with all this loud BS going on. I want to be able to do a clean interview. Please apologize to viewers for me and uh, let them be on. I'll be on soon. Okay, fair enough. So Tara uh, apologizes. Um, so let's see. Now I am letting them know now. So let me just do something real quick then, if that's the case. Do, 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 do. And just as, so as we're doing that, the Twitter traffic contempt. Well, that, that's going to be in the headlines, P-dubs. We'll, we will get to that in, in a few seconds. Uh, burying the lead. Or that, I don't know if that's the right, or spoiler alert. I don't know. Headlines has that. I didn't have time to do with, there's tons of hypocrites of the week this week, and I didn't quite have time to do hypocrite of the week. So um where is this this is this is what i want to look at um 
do 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 do. Let me just get this. Open lines. Uh, Dublin had to face goal. And let's see, let's do that real quickly. Share, download, change this on the fly. Done. Download. Doop-a-doop-a-doo. Show image. Browse. Boom. Boom. Done. That's done, and then I can change the, this too on here so that everybody can see this as well. Unfortunately, um, lines for Dublin. Had to reschedule and do this. Almost swallowed my hauls or my Ricola. Ricola. All right, there we go. We are good. Um, we're going to try for next week. We do open lines. Maybe we can try and do something else that I wanted to do as well. Hey, Kimchi, what's going on? Good to see you. Um, I was going to try and do some, um, or I was going to see about next week doing some reaction videos to some of the, because I do have that new series of videos I want to start doing on the whole red pill, black pill, men's rights advocates, MGTOW type folks, idiots. I'm going to have a whole bus of, bunch of videos that have come across my way that I do want to go ahead and start making reactions to. Um, we could do some of that today as well. Um, I don't know if I want to do that yet or not, but because I wanted to kind of have it all set up and, and make it all prettier and have it all there, but we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what I want to do. Um, we'll see if I do that or not. Uh, I'm searching for my home, but booting on my computer, so I'll be off for a minute and I'll be right back. Okay, hurry back. Um, yes, Jeff was here before kimchi. So maybe it's kimchi that's following Jeff. Dun, dun, dun. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, right? Well, that's a different rule. I'm sorry. What's up, Jojo, Mojo, Jojo? I mean, if I had to wager, kimchi is probably uh, much, much better looking than Jeff. But who knows? Could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Kimchi will never admit to stalking, but that doesn't mean you aren't. That's that's the that's the key. That is the key. Uh, <laughs> anywho, um, so let's go ahead and that's seven viewers. We've given this triangle long enough time. So again, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to the show. If you haven't liked the channel, like it. If you haven't liked the video, like it. Um, yada yada yada, all that good stuff. Um, so as always though, uh, but first we want to start this week with this week's headlines. This week's headlines are brought to you by the letters F, A, F, and U because people effed around and they found out the Ohio Republicans tried to pass issue one this week in an attempt to circumvent a constitutional amendment later in the year 
uh, to protect abortion rights in the state. Had it passed, all constitutional amendments would have required 60% yes votes to pass instead of a simple majority, thus installing minority rule in the state. Turnout was massive. The measure was soundly defeated, showing that the constitutional amendment that is coming up is now even more likely to pass and more likely to protect body autonomy in the state of Ohio. The Ohio Republicans effed around, and they found out. This social media giant, formerly known as Twitter, or now called X, or whatever, was served a warrant for Trump's account in July and January. Apparently, X decided it was not going to give it to them. X has now been fined $350,000 for failure to comply with that search warrant. Elon Musk effed around, and he found out. Fulton County DA Fannie Willis is likely to indict multiple people on top of Trump in her probe pertaining to attempts to steal the electoral votes in Georgia, according to Rolling Stone. When the indictments come down, all of them are about to find out. GOP donor Anton Lazaro was sentenced to 21 years in prison for sex trafficking of minors in Minnesota. It's always the one who are the loudest who end up being guilty, isn't it? He's literally up around, and he is literally about to find out. Craig Robertson, not the actor, allegedly made a threat referencing President Biden's trip to Utah this week, saying that he needed to prepare camouflage and a sniper rifle. He also threatened Bragg and linked him to George Soros. Listeners to myself or Hal know that comparisons to Soros is a not-so-subtle dog whistle to anti-Semitism. The agents attempted to serve an arrest warrant to the subject, who is now deceased. He effed around, and he found out. And finally, Richard Roberts, Alan Todd, and Zachary Simpson, all persons involved in the attacks on the crew member of the paddle boat that was trying to get them to move their boat so that the paddle boat could dock, all face warrants for their arrests. More charges are also likely to come. While the incident has caused a variety of wonderful memes, and I am definitely on Team Jermichael Phelps or Scuba, Q- Scuba Gooding Jr., or whatever other creative names he has been called, the moral of the story is that they all effed around, and they definitely found out, especially that woman who got hit in the head with a folding chair. That was definitely stone cold. And that was this week's headlines. So, yes, that I was definitely late to the party. Like, I, saw, I had saw some things about a chair and some things about a fight, but for some reason, I hadn't seen everything. But when I finally got to the party, I was wonderfully pleased about all of the, the memes and, the, and all of the mocking of all the people that, uh, yes, Steve Austin, that was the joke. Thank you, Aaron, for explaining it to those who didn't get it. <laughs> stone cold stone cold i'm disappointed that i have not yet seen somebody putting like the jim ross wrestling like oh my god he hit him on the head with a steel chair type wrestling commentary over the over the fight um maybe it exists maybe on wrestling twitter or wrestling tiktok or somewhere Maybe somewhere that exists yet, and I just haven't come across it. Maybe I just need to make it. I don't know. Maybe that's my next project that I have to do. Um, at least no guns were used, just good old fists and a chair. Exactly. And there was some guy on, on TikTok. I know Hal hates TikTok, and I, I'm. I was that's one of the issues. I was things I was going to discuss with Tara today, and maybe I'll discuss with her next time. Um, one of the things that I was 
uh, one of the, one of the videos it was some guy was complaining about nobody's talking about the fact that the, some guy hit a woman over the head with a chair. Well, why do we have to? A, it's a matter of equality. Uh, she effed around and she found out. Uh, she chose to uh, involve herself in a fight that she had no business involving herself in, and she got smacked in the head with a chair. So there's that. But B, after he he did that, the guy was had the chair removed from his hands by the police, and he was detained. So the police did their jobs. Why, why would anybody need to complain about that? They did their jobs. But one of the best commentaries I saw on that was simply the fact that, the, that people who are upset about the fact that a black woman hit a white woman was that this country has a, uh, his, a history of only allowing white men to hit white women and no you can't be a black man and hit a white woman only white men can hit white women and everyone was just like "Ooh, damn that's a good point <laughs> aquaman is a legit hero yes aquaman i love all of the names i love all of the memes that <clears throat> that um yes gibson media the phone line should be fixed it was it was a problem on my end my uh my uh for some reason, Chrome set the default to my headset mic instead of the podcast mic, and that's what the problem was. That's why people couldn't hear me. It wasn't a blog talk radio issue, but I finally figured it out on Monday. So there you go. Um, there you go. It is what it is. But before, before we get to the phone calls, I do want to go ahead and play this week's Words of Redneck Wisdom. <laughs> And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Uh, it's yeah. randomomics, okay? I mean, I, I actually believe that it, it will work if you look at it like this. A lot of people think it's a bunch of crap, right? But look at it like uh, Joe filling his diaper, right? It will eventually uh, work from the bottom up and uh, <laughs> okay. the middle out and flow, you know, out down the leg and up the back. <laughs> and, and it will eventually spill over into everybody else's, you know, environment. And uh-huh. it, much like biognomics, you know, <laughs> it, it will, it, it's better than trickle down, really it is, Jeff. <laughs> and this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. The, the sad thing is, he's right. He's just wrong about why he's right. Because, yes, Bidenomics is, is working much better than trickle-down economics. It's true. It's a valid statement. He's just wrong as to why he's right. He thinks he's making a funny attack on it, but or as he called it, Brandonomics at the first. But he's right. The Biden Biden has managed to slow down inflation despite the fact that Donald Trump did his best to sabotage, uh, did his best to sabotage the economy with the skyrocketing gas prices when he made the deal with. Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, when he made the deal with OPEC and Russia in, at the, in 2000, 2000, not 2000, in 2020, um, when gas, when oil prices were, were plummeting, 
and he made a deal and said, okay, let's, let's reduce oil production into 2022. And one of my conspiracy theories that I came up with, which is plausible, I don't know if it's, it's correct or true, but it's plausible, suggests that maybe he, he had internal polling that knew he was going to lose. And as such, uh, he knew that Biden was going to be the next incoming president. So let's sabotage him by, by, by basically saying, okay, we're going to artificially decrease the output of gas of oil. And as such, that'll cause gasoline to skyrocket for Biden. So Biden will be made to look bad. But, you know, I don't have evidence. I don't have proof of that, but it's possible. It's plausible. Thank you, Siha, for the thumbs up. I appreciate it. Um, nobody says anything about the fact that it took six uh, um, white folks to handle one uh, one fat. I mean, they were probably drunk and, well, you know, they were actually, I mean, but, I mean, they were eventually handling them six on one. I mean, who knows what it would have been, you know, if it was less, but I mean, they decided to have the overwhelming numbers until they didn't, but it, it was just, you know, that's probably how they're used to lynching people in the South, right? I mean, it's the South, it's Alabama after all. And that's a, and apparently they used racial epithets um, before the attack happened. Uh, that's being reported. It's, I've also seen it reported in several different places. I haven't seen it confirmed, but I've seen it reported that when the uh, the white folks went to the hospital, that they re re want, re were calling the hospital employees who were also black uh, names and dropping N-bombs and were being refused. They wanted to be served or treated by white folks and not black folks. And the police were like, well, if you don't like it, you can leave the hospital too. And they left. So apparently this was all about race because again, as I've said on the show multiple times, referencing that Twitter thread that I read a while back, conservative, especially conservative white people, they don't like to be told what to do, but they like to tell other people what to do, especially when it's racist conservative white people and they're being told what to do by a black person. They really don't like to be told what to do by black people. So that's going to get them really riled up in their hoods and robes and everything like that. Even if they're, even if their hoods and robes are just pretend because they're out in the public and not wearing their hoods and robes. Um, aquatic, only two people hit the guy on the rest are trying to break it up. I don't know about that aquatic. I, I, I saw, I saw more than, than two people. I, I don't believe that the other people were trying to, and, and look, if those other people were trying to break it up, they would have broken it up and then they would have started moving their boat. So, yeah, there were people kicking them on the ground. There were three people charged, Aquatic. It wasn't just two, it was three. And just because only three people have been charged now, that the, the, the I read in my headlines earlier, uh, to go back over the headlines, Richard Roberts, Alan Todd, and Zachary Simpson were all involved in the attack. Uh, they have all been charged, uh, but the police have also said that more charges are likely to come. So more people could very well be charged in this. Now, it could very well be that the individual with the folding chair may be charged for hitting the woman over the head with the chair because maybe that was a little bit much, uh, maybe, um, because she was already prone on the ground and not doing anything at the time. Um, although 
if it was a white person hitting a black woman on the ground, that person would have gotten a medal. So, but, you know, wait, sorry, Donald, it's Donald. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, But yeah, they're, they're, they're good. They will likely be more people charged in this, I would think. Um, Now, whether or not, you know, they're charged with the issues of pretending with the boat and trespassing or whether or not they're charged with the fight. Um, I, I, I would I would bet dollars to donuts that there would be more um, more folks that on the boats on the on the little pontoon boat side that get charged with the attacking of a crew member. Now, I was thinking about the dollars to donuts thing earlier today as, as, as an aside. The dollars to donuts thing seemed is an interesting saying because to me it, it, maybe it used to mean like you know I'm going to give you dollars to donuts like if you're right you give me a donut if I'm right I give you a dollar and that's giving you a good deal because I'm getting a donut and donuts are cheaper than a dollar so you're getting better off you're getting better odds than I am but nowadays if I bet dollars to donuts depending on what donuts we're betting over I'm I'm getting the better deal because some donuts are five six ten bucks depending on how fancy the donuts are so. Dollars to donuts ends up being a better deal in my book than yours. I should say donuts to dollars in some cases. So I challenge anyone to watch the video of the two dudes jump the guy and the other person and punch to kick them. Um, the WWE by the way. Yes, Gibson, me, the WWE. Oh, hey, well, the people, anybody listening on blog talk radio right now, um, you will not be able to hear any of the audio. Uh, because my audio does not, if if audio is played on my desktop, it does not travel through uh, to uh, the blog talk radio. So that just doesn't happen. But um, video of Montgomery, Alabama fight start. All right. So let's see. We are going to let's close these two windows here. Let's go ahead and switch my OBS to the alternate version. That's not the right one. <laughs> that's that's my keep of for some reason it changed. So why is that showing up as the laptop screen? That is bizarre. Properties. Uh, no. There we go. All right. So here we go. We are. Let's watch this. Let's watch this video first and see. Oh, we're on mute. Hold on. Let's. Uh, Go ahead and so this one guy, one guy's punching. There's one guy, one guy. There's a second guy. So two guys, two guys, two guys. All right, that that cut off. So it's kind of hard to tell that that. Cut off. 
So let's let's see if we can get another video because that stopped. This one has no audio apparently. We need you to move the boat. Punch. All right. So again, the guy with the shorts and, and this hat with the with the mesh hits and punches. Blue hat hits and punches. Brown hat punches. See, there's three right there. There's three. All right, we're going to roll back again. We're going to roll back again. So, see, aquatic, you're wrong. It is at least three. Look at the hat colors. Watch the hat colors. See, hold on. Mesh hat with white mesh. Uh, let's let's go back again. Let's go back again. I I lost it. White mesh hat punch. White mesh hat punches with no shirt on. Blue hat comes and attacks. Brown hat starts punching. Now, there's this guy who has him in a headlock, all right? So, let's go back. Let's go back again. So, the brown guy's punching. Brown hat guy's punching. Who's the guy with the orange shorts? Let's, let's, let's see what the orange shorts Orange shorts guy is the, is the second guy. So that's the same guy with the blue hat. He just lost his hat. So that's the same guy right there. This guy is a new guy right here with different orange shorts. He has him held to the ground. It, we can't see anything going on right here. So there's at least three. And there's three that were charged. But then there's other videos from it where other people are doing other things as well. So let's see, here's a, is there, is this another angle? We don't need to, we don't need to hear about litters, litter robot. I already have a litter robot. Warning, this video might contain footage that some viewers might find upsetting. Right, let's skip ahead. Maybe this has a better angle of the, of the next part of the fracas. Because there's Aquamane. And if somebody's calling, there's nothing I can do. I don't I can't see you're calling in at the moment, so
and then it was turned into a melee, but you know. Let's see what happened over here to start this side of the fight. Was there a closer? Do we do we know what happened to start this side of the fight? Did we get a better shot of what of how that part started or no? That might be from a different angle. All right, Jojo, thank you for showing up. Hey, Trucker John, what's going on? Good to see. <clears throat> Let's bring this up again. Let's see. I'm going to flip back to this a second while I'm searching. Nope, nobody's calling it. I don't want to give use any uh, NBC footage. They might come after me if I use NBC footage. <laughs> Trying to see if I can find another another one. I can find anyway. So if I had more video for, planned for, to show those videos, but yeah, um, it was a bad deal all the way around. But you know, again. Privilege, this is a show, this is just white privilege showing its ugly hat uh, yet again. These folks didn't feel like following the rules. These folks felt like they could be wherever they wanted to be, that they should be able to be wherever they wanted to be. Um, and, you know, they could, they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do. They didn't want to be told what they wanted to do. They, they just wanted to, they didn't want to listen. They just wanted to, you know, do what it is that everyone wanted to do and, and not be told what to do. And when they got told what they wanted to do, and then apparently when they used the racial epithets, they really didn't like being told what to do by the black guy. And so they, they decided to F around, but then they found out. And then everybody came along. And it was, you know, honestly, as there was some video that I saw where some guy was breaking down how all of these people that were in this video, all the black folks in this video, eliminate like went against every single stereotype that a racist might use against black people like almost every stereotype like they work together with the police um some people will say that black people don't like to swim aquaman helped prove that wrong or scuba gooden jr or um sir michael phelps or whatever it is that you know you want to call them all the names that are, the names are freaking hysterical i love all the names it's giving me life um and everything, <laughs> excuse me, like every possible thing that you could come up with that, that, you know, you know, they want to say that, you know, racist people will say, oh, black people don't like to work. This guy didn't have to do what he had to do. He, 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 he did, went above and beyond to do his job. He did his job well, putting all of these racist people put it, who put these racist tropes to shame. Kudos to all these people for standing up to these white racists and putting them in their place. Hashtag Team Jermichael Phelps. That's awesome for you, P-Dubs. Made your first sale yesterday and ordered a dozen dog biscuits. That is really awesome. That is really cool to hear. I'm very glad for you. Gives the media. It was a fist fight, no gun violence. There was no gun violence. There was just chair violence. That's another thing. Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Chisholm is a modern-day prophet. Shirley Chisholm is a modern-day prophet. Uh, 
because, oh my God, her quote, her quote, let me see if I just, I want to make sure I get it absolutely 100%, 100% accurate. I need to get it 100% accurate. Let's, let's bring it back to the other image. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. She knew. She just knew. She's a prophet. She knew that, you know, bring a folding, not just any chair, bring a folding chair. And all, all, of, the, all of the Montgomery puns about, jokes about unlift every voice, um, just, um, those are just awesome. I need to find some of those. Um, Montgomery lift every voice uh, jokes. Lift every voice and swing is one of the ones. Um, that's awesome. Just hilarious. You could apparently people are already selling lift every voice and swing shirts. Uh, there's another one that that's out there as well. It's it's another it's it's a, it's a play on lift instead of voice or whatever or, or swing. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, it's just great. It it was just great all around to see a bunch of racists get butts beat and to see everyone come together and just enjoy the fact that these horribly privileged overprivileged racist people get their asses handed to them and just made my day and then all the humor that people got from it after the fact so good thing Geraldo wasn't there he has bad experience with chairs yeah <laughs> I don't think his name was Jermichael. They just were calling him Jermichael Phelps because Jermichael sometimes is the name that black people will be had. had. Uh, what's the, let's see, what's the name of them? What's, what's the name of the month? Um, Murray Swimmer. Aaron Rudolph is the guy's name. Um, that's the 16, it was a 16 year old kid who jumped out the boat and, and swam to help the black security guard. Um, so his name, so, so yeah, hilarious. So, so, I mean, just a 16 year old kid going to help, you know, he didn't have to do that, but he did. It's awesome that he did. Jeff, one person did get thrown in the, in the water. You didn't see that part. <laughs> Um, Aaron, you're right that they probably could get charged with a hate crime at the moment. They didn't have enough evidence at that point when they charged them with the four charges. One person got charged with two charges. Two people got charged with one charge apiece. At the time that those four charges were assigned, there was no hate crime. There's not enough evidence to charge with a hate crime yet, but it's possible that if enough evidence comes forward later that they could then charge them with a hate crime afterwards. Because you could always charge, there's always time to charge with other, char, charge people with other crimes later after the fact. You know, 
you can always charge with one crime now and then charge with other crimes later, just like they did with Trump. You know, they charged Trump with, uh, what was it, 36 indictments in the documents case, and then they added more charges in the documents case before then they added the four charges on the on the January 6th case. But they added additional charges on top of the additional charges after the fact. I think one of those charges that they added on top of the original 36 was, I think, related to the document that he showed at Bedminster um, where he was showing the four individuals the papers that were uh, that were based on an attack plan that were given to him by the people in the Pentagon and the Army or whatever. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Come on. This is busy loading. I don't want to hear the Rebelsis ad. Nobody needs to hear the Rebelsis ad. For your A1C, no one needs to hear the Angelsoft ad. Let's skip the ad. Holy crap. Oh, God, this guy interviews the woman that's... Nope, that's not... That's not what I want to see. Do, 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 do. No, that's not it. Oh, well, we'll find out. But there is. Aquatic, I wasn't defending the actions of anyone. In my opinion, anyone that was through a punch that wasn't in self-defense should be charged. Now, let's be clear. Anyone that didn't throw a punch that wasn't in self-defense or the defense of others, correct? Um, not, not so because you should be able to throw punches in defense of others. So the people that ran, the people that ran to defend the I think it's a I think he was one of the co-captains I and mean, he wasn't really a security guard I think it was one of the co-captains uh, so one of those folks so those folks that ran to help the guy that was getting ganged up on those people also were helping to defend those other people and those people shouldn't get charged for defending for throwing punches in defense of him correct because um, usually those are covered by self-defense laws usually self-defense laws um, are covered by Usually self-defense laws cover those other, depending, the defense of others. Ugh, easy for me to say. Oh, is this, is this, uh, is this Joseph? Hello. How you doing? Hey, what's going on? I mean, I, I watched the videos there that you were talking about, and, uh, you know, yeah, in the beginning there, obviously, the white guys, they started the fight. But then if you watch the entire clips that are put together afterwards, it's typical. You have blacks, then they're also doing the same thing, ganging up on whites in a corner, beating up on this white guy way on the other side of the dock. So it's, 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 it, now, if they want to charge just the white people with hate crimes, that's what they're saying now. Then, well, nobody's, then nobody's charged with a hate wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Nobody's charged with a hate crime yet, right? Nobody yeah. has been charged with a hate crime yet. Um, and they did, they did detain temporarily the guy that hit the woman on the head with a chair. They took his chair away, and they do have him. They do want to bring him back in for questioning to determine whether or not he should be charged with the crime. And, you know, it's, it's very well possible that he could be charged with the crime because I'll say that, you know, that was going over and above what, what is, that's over and above what is, you know, self-defense. There was, he wasn't defending anybody by 
hitting a prone woman on the ground with a chair. Um, yeah. And everyone's joking about yeah, the chair and what he's right. But, um, you know, but just because you're, you know, the, there's multiple people doesn't necessarily mean, you know, get, multiple people ganging up to subdue somebody doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's not legal. Right. No, I know. Well, no, I agree. But the thing of it is, is, is the fight and what it is, I'm going to see what's going to happen. What I think and suspect is that the media is already taken off with this. Now there's going to be a spinoff and it's the big, bad white men. They're they're, they're going to be charged with the hate crime. If there is hate crime, which I think there will be, because I heard the police chief in his interview, they'll charge the white people and, and none of the black people will be charged because this is uh, what the, the black guy invented the folding chair. So now this is retribution. They're saying on the, on the Twitter, and everybody's joking around about it. So let's gang up on the white people. This is the narrative across the country. Again, there's a lot of humor being being passed around about it. There, there, a lot of people are, are, are taking it in good humor. You know, there's, there's a lot of jokes being passed around. That doesn't necessarily mean that, that justice is going to be unequal. You know, that, but, you know, in the case, you know, this isn't about what if it was the other way around? The general, you know, if it was the other way around, the people would have been shot. No, no, if it was the other way around, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. You know, come on, <laughs> they would. <laughs> There would be there would be marching right now in Alabama. There'd be cities burning down. There'd be protests. They'd be burning down Dollar Generals everywhere. Because the black, black people would have been shot. There would have been protests well, because the black people would have been shot. That's why there are protests. That's why black people protest and march down the street. And because the black no. people would have been shot. How many do I have to no. go down and list all the black people who have been killed by police unnecessarily? Do we need well, to go well, through the list yes, of people please. who Let's have been killed unnecessarily? I'm, I Let's mean, look at those know, numbers because the numbers of whites killed by police are quadruple than blacks killed by police. No, the, the, the or, number. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it's three and a half times the, the number of the number of white people that are killed by police, according to the FBI statistics, are three and a half times more than the number of black people killed. But the number of white people that are that are it's what is it? Seven times more white. So you you are you are more likely the pop. What is it? What are the numbers? I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the numbers as it stands out. You're still, as a as a as a percentage of the population, you are still, you are more, you are three and a half times more likely to be shot if you're a black person than you are as a white person. I don't the buy that. That that's why the population. No, if you if you look if you look at the numbers, if you look if you look at the F, if, yeah. if you take the FBI, if you let me finish my sentence, if you take the FBI statistics on 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 on. Black, unarmed black men shot by police versus unarmed white men shot by police. And then you compare that, those numbers to the demographic makeup of black people and white people in our society, in the American population, and do that calculation, you are three and a half times more likely to be shot by the cops as an unarmed black man as you are to be shot by the cops as an unarmed white man. Because white people make up so much of, a pop, of the population, seven times more of the population than black people, that because black people are so that, much so that, such fewer amount of the population that you were you are more likely to be shot by the police as a member of the black population. That is false because white you're looking at a general by the whole layout of the land. If you look at the cities where all these shootings happen, blacks are more populated in cities than whites. Blacks own more majority of the population in major cities. 
So you can't use that narrative, that, that talking point, because you're talking about the entire population, the entire country, and of course in the land mass, yes, whites outnumber blacks. But you can't use that number because it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't, it, like I said, there's more blacks. I think, I think that, that, I think that further happen. exemplifies my point. I think that makes my point even, even, I think that makes my point even stronger. Because because the no, black folks are more, the black folks are more centralized in the bigger cities, so therefore they're more likely to be shot by police, whereas the white folks are more dispersed through the countryside, so therefore they're less likely to be shot. See well, my point? Well, I know. But, well, actually, well, you can flip side the coin too and say, well, well, they're you know they're not shot as much as whites. Why is whites more killed more often by police in the uh, cities across America today? Because whites are not shot in. Uh, Let's say Hicktown, Alabama, or, or Northwest Montana. You don't see police shootings up there. It's always happening in Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York City, California, you know, Los Angeles, places like that. That's where these shootings are usually happen. You know, in these larger cities or these inner cities across America. Which, which reminds me, you know, I wanted to talk to you about. You know, look, look at the crime in Washington D.C. They did the numbers check today. Three times as likely shootings in Washington D.C. I mean, the, the level of violence in these liberal-controlled cities across America is just out of control. I mean, sure, are you willing to at least admit that point? These liberal policies in these cities are not working. Okay, you're, you're picking out Washington, D.C., um, but as we have – right, as an example, but there are a lot of the cities that have, like, disproportionate – or, or high crime rates, like a lot of times, you know, conservatives will point out like Chicago, but in reality, yeah. it's other cities that on a, on a per capita basis are worse than Chicago. Like on a per capita basis, Chicago is much lower on the list than by raw numbers. Uh, so are we talking about per capita? Or are we talking raw numbers? We, just, we, we could do both if you'd like. I mean, just in generalized, you know, violent crime across the board in all cities across America is up. Look at San Francisco. San Francisco is, is it's completely – the businesses have taken a, a severe hit. I mean, so many shopping plazas in San Francisco are abandoned. There are empty buildings there now because of these liberal policies. And we know San Francisco is liberal, well, obviously controlled by Democrats, and their Democrat mm -hmm. policies have failed the city. Are there conservatives? Are there conservative-run cities? Like, what, what conservative-run cities are there? I don't know of any, to be honest with you. Okay. So, <laughs> so is is it a matter? Is is it is it a matter of the fact that is that it's a, um, that it's that is it is so is it that it's a liberal-run city, or is it the fact that when you have such dense dense populations together that you're going to have you're more likely to see higher levels of crime simply because of the fact that you have higher numbers of people concentrated together and you also end up having, because in cities you're much like more likely to have higher levels of po poor people living together because uh, you have more likely, you're more likely to have like apartment complexes and, and, you know, mass, mass living situations together and, okay. and mass apartments of like section eight or other types of public housing together. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, out in the countryside, you're more likely, or out out in the suburbs, you're more likely to have single-family dwellings, and and so you're probably going to have less crime because you're more likely to have a higher income folks. So so it's it's less likely about the the policies of being liberal and conservative being being in control of the cities, and more likely about other factors that are de that are determining and causing uh, crime to be That's in those cities. And, 
Okay. That's an interesting point of view, but but let's look at that because we all know there's a lot of trail. I live in the south of North Carolina. We have uh, I live outside of uh, Reedsville, which is a poor city, and they have poor poor neighborhoods there where we have trailer parks, which are predominantly white. So they're poor and uh, you know run down, and there's a lot of homeless there. So, but we don't have shootings every day there. You know, so the crime isn't running rampant. Is there crime more than more than other areas? Yes, because yes, that's a good point. Poor economic conditions. Yes, that 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 contributes to crime. But the numbers. But you don't have the population the density adding to it. So you don't. So you have the poverty no, in the trailer yes, parks, but you don't yes. have the population density that also affects it. So you have if you have higher populations, you're more likely to see incidents of crime. So the more sure. people you put together, the more likely you are to have things, people doing things. Like if you put, if you put 5 million people into a city as compared to, you know, 200,000 into a countryside or whatever, you're more likely to have people doing any specific thing that you want to talk about. You know, you're more likely to have more cases of alcoholism in a city than you are in a, in a countryside as a, as a raw number because you have more people. You're more likely to have higher numbers of almost anything in the, in the city than you are in the countryside. I, I, I couldn't, I could probably not think of anything. I mean, but there are lots of other things that I could point to, for example, like there are lots of maps that you could see where, um, let me see if I can pull it, pull it up. If I, I need to be able to use my search foo properly. Um, I mean, when we look at the I'm, cities, you know, I, I, when I say cities, you know, I'm talking, when I first thing that comes to my mind is Atlanta, Baltimore, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York City. You know, those are for I'm sure that comes on the mind of most people when they think of a major city. Right, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, and I, and I you know, New Orleans as well. You know, I live in New Orleans. New yeah. Orleans has a lot of crime in it. Um, and I happen to live in a suburb of New Orleans, and I don't, I don't have to deal with it much, although my mother-in-law's car did get stolen from outside of my house. They did get it back, fortunately, but, you know, oh, wait, hold on. I need, I, need Donald Trump, I need Donald Trump to say something. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, the, uh, the, um, but, again, it's, it's just when, when you're in a – when you're in a – again – I would just I would just posit to say is that is that a, it, it's a big conservative talking point to try and you know label cities with you know and they'll and they'll cherry pick the cities that have democratic governors and try and say well this has this this city has a democratic mayor and a democratic city council and this city has this going on so therefore well Dan it how else do we true. look at it then you know how else well, do we look at it if the Democrats run the city and that's the and that city's having problems then it's obviously the Democrat policies that are ruining that city that are not working. And I'll have, do conservative policies work? I I don't believe in locking you know the, their prison programs don't work. Or, you know locking people away, throwing away the key. I don't believe that works either. But again, what who controls the majority of the cities across this country right now? Democrats, obviously. I mean they they the numbers are more more or less Democrats. They run the cities. And the cities right now are broken across America. The crime it has, it has increased. It's bad. It's really bad in a lot of cities across this country right now. Okay. Um, for example, Jacksonville just elected its first Democratic mayor. Um, previously, the mayor of Jacksonville was a Republican. Um, but Jacksonville recently elected its first Democratic mayor. Um, 
but it was number three in murder rate. Number 23, I mean. It was number 23 when it came to murder rate in the nation. Um, so does that, okay. what does that mean? So does that, does that mean? Now, okay, was it just, a, now wait a second now. Did you have a majority of Democrats on the, on the board of uh, directors or the councilmen or the uh, county commissioners? I mean, was it just a Republican mayor? Was it all Republicans or Democrats? I mean, well, let's look at the numbers. It's just not the mayor's responsibility. You know, you have councilmen, you have selectmen, aldermen, you, you know, you know that. <laughs> I mean, you're more wiser than that, I know. So you know what I'm talking about. So if, if who's creating those policies is not just the mayor, right? Right. I mean, okay, let's see. We – Jacksonville City Council um, has a composition of uh, 14 Republicans and five Democrats. Okay. All right, so you got one there where where failed policy, obviously. Okay, by the Republicans. One city. Okay, but again, I'm and the just, and I'm the at large seats, the at large seats across the city, the at large seats are all Republicans. There just so happen to okay. be a Democrat, and this is one of the things that I criticize. You know, I'm I consider myself a more leftist, progressive type of Democrat. I'm, I'm more I'm more pragmatic than a lot of the other leftists out there. But it's one of the ones I where agree. I criticize some of the leftists that are that the, some of the people that are leftists, like the Young Turk folks and everything, who who only want to attack, who only want to elect, elect leftists and who don't want to elect centrists because the uh, the Democrat who won the election, um, just because there is a, a plurality of, of Democrats in that city, uh, there's or a plurality of Republicans in that city, but there is a big chunk of independents. And so the way that the Democratic candidate won in that city is by is by running as a centrist and targeting those independents. And the independents went her way instead of the other way. And that's how she won that seat. Uh, but that city is a conservative seat. Um, okay. that, that city is a, is a conservative run city and is still the 23rd most highest murder rate in, in, in the thing. So I can sit there and say, well, is, is it is it policies or is it just the fact that it's a city? And cities come with problems that naturally come with cities that are always going to have to be dealt with because they're cities. So that's the point I would make. So that's where Republicans and Democrats then need to sit down and figure the problem out then. Okay? So we can't – then let's not use the left-right paradigm then. Let's sit down and, and fix this problem. But that's not going to happen because everybody's calling each other names. They're, you know, we're making fun of Donald Trump, and everyone's making fun of Joe Biden. On the other side, this is, it's not going to work. You know, we're watching our republic fall apart across the, right now across the board. And I think the two-party system then obviously is broken. You know, if, if we're going to come to that, let's just use that argument. So what's the answer then? Is it electing more Democrats? No. Is it electing more Republicans? No, if that's the case. I'll meet you halfway here on, on, on the truth. You know, so what's the truth? What's, what's going to fix the problems that we face today in this country? Well, I mean, you have, to, you have to get, I mean, yes, you have to get over some partisan stuff and work together, but that means getting over partisan stuff and working together. It means none of this, you know, but that's, that's not going to happen if the only thing you want to do, like in Congress, for example, at the federal level is, well, elect me and I'll go and I'll impeach Biden just because he's Biden. And not not because of any any real reason or, you know, you can't. You can't. You have to want to work together. But if 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 McCarthy, for example, decided that he really wanted to work together with Joe Biden for the good of the country, McCarthy would lose his seat and 
somebody else more extreme would get elected to the Speaker of the House, and there would be even more obstruction because yeah, there, yeah. there there would be there would he would there would be a revolt in the Republican Party because there yeah. are there is a major chunk of the, of the Republican Party that doesn't want to work with every with with any but any that Democrat. Would be the same. Yeah, and but it was the same when Trump. We, we imagine Pelosi uh, 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 working with Donald Trump or, or the Republicans. Pelosi did work with Trump. Trump Pel- oh, they passed. They passed. They passed lots. They they passed tons of stuff during COVID to get stuff done. They they gave up during a lot COVID. of things that yes during COVID because they understood that there was there was a need to get stuff done. And Democrats, I'm going to get to you in a second. Um, they, there was a need to get stuff done. Um, and they understood that it was needed to get stuff done, so they put aside the the, the political differences, and they and they made they made compromises, and and they 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 wanted they even yeah, they said united, okay yeah well, they, they wanted well they wanted things the like well they wanted things yeah. like one of the things that they compromised on, which I wish they didn't have to, was they wanted some form of um, way to be able to make sure that the money was being spent properly in the COVID relief funds. And they were like, no, we don't want that. Trump was like, we don't want that. So they're like, fine, do it your way. And then we ended up getting a lot of people getting PPP funds who shouldn't have gotten PPP funds, um, thus causing a lot of people who needed PPP funds to not get, be able to get PPP funds because companies like Fogo de Chao and other big companies got these zero interest loans um, and some of them, you know, shouldn't have gotten a, gotten the, those loans because they didn't qualify for them. But at the end of the day, they had to either pay them back normally or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, those you know, Pelosi and the Democrats worked with Trump to get those things done. If if we had a similar situation that took place during the if, if let's say COVID ramped back up again and had a, some new horrible strain that required us to take some drastic steps again. This Republican Party wouldn't wouldn't work with Biden on it. I I'm, I'm guaranteed that well, it wouldn't. That's a that's a subject there that's real touchy because I I think the whole virus thing was a big hoax anyway. You know I well, I think the whole COVID thing was a big hoax. I mean I, I mean, mean the, the disastrous policy that came from that and the taking away of people's liberties during the the so-called lockdowns was absolutely unconstitutional. I mean, uh, uh, shutting down I'm, businesses. The mask law, the masks didn't work. It was cold. It's the mask, Fauci should okay, be in prison. The masks, masks, you know. Why do you think the? Uh, okay, I'll get to you in a second, Demonox, again, because I need to get to. Why do you? Why? What do you think the purposes of the masks for? Do you think the masks were for protecting the wearer or protecting the people around the wearer? I I don't. I think the masks were just t- totally bogus all around. They don't work. Period. So okay, it well, didn't offer any protection. Okay, but here's the thing. A lot of the people who were who were who were against the masks believed masks were just to protect the wearer and stop the, stopping the wearer from getting the getting the virus. Where the masks were to help prevent spreading from the wearer to other people. It wasn't to you know completely prevent. Like for example, like if if a mask made it 75% less likely that you would spread the disease, that means it worked. But there were some Republicans out there and conservatives out there who were saying, well, it's still 25% likely that you'll pass it on. So it's not working, but no, it is working because it's reducing the likelihood to spread. Now, another question I have for you on, 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 on now. Okay. You think COVID was a hoax, but, but you know, the virus in and of itself, you know, do you believe the virus itself was real? I believe that it was a, a weaponized virus that was, that was obviously 
you know, it's a long, and I really, it'd be hard for me to answer that truthfully in just a couple sentences, but I'll tell you what. You're a smart guy, and to your listeners, go to the bigvirushoax.com. Go there, and all the information about the viruses and, and the, the COVID scam is there on that website. Believe me, it has a ton of information, and you can cross-reference the information yourself. Um, that, that could be another subject that you and I go round and round about, and I can pull my notes up. And believe me, there's a lot of information out there that is misinformation, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of people have been hoodwinked about this, uh, this COVID scam out there. And, uh, and, yeah, you're right. They may ramp up another strain of it. But I know you got other callers, and, but I appreciate you taking my call. And it's always good talking to you. <laughs> All right. No, and it's possible the Demonox might want to ask. It's possible Demonox might want to ask you a question too, or make some points to you. So hang on a second. But but okay. I do want okay. to make a point to you as well, um, which is that let's just assume for a second. Let's just all assume for a second that you know COVID is just a legitimate virus that because you know, I believe it's a legitimate. I mean I've had it. You know I've had it a couple of times. Had it very recently, even though, you know, because, but I was better because, you know, I, I had some medicine afterwards and I got the tax of it and it worked. Um, now, and here's the thing. There are lots of conservatives out there who wanted us to not lock down, to not wear masks, and who wanted us to just go about our regular day, regular lives. Um, and, and, and because they said that the death rate of COVID uh, was only one, only 1%. And as such, we should just go for natural immunity and that we should just go for natural immunity, let, let it spread around, let everybody get it, since the death rate's only 1%, and, and, and not let it risk our freedom and security or whatever for, you know, whatever. My point on that is twofold, is that because somebody else had made this point to me earlier today, and, I, and, and you gave me a good reason to bring it up. wasn't expecting to bring it up on today's show, but you gave me a good reason to bring it up, which is that, right. A... If, if, the death, if, if, if the death rate was 1%, which we really don't know what the death rate was, is because Donald Trump didn't want to have full testing because he wanted to slow down testing because when you have more testing, you have more cases, which, you know, if you, had, if you showed more testing, you might, have had, you might have been able to show a lower death rate. You might have been able to have less lockdowns if you had more testing, but he didn't want to do that because he wanted whatever, but that's not the point. The point is, is that 1% of 340 million people is 3.4 million people. And for any party to claim to be pro-life and be okay with 3.4 million people dying, I, I call BS. That's not pro-life. But the other thing is that um, if you have all those people getting sick at the same time, we don't have the capacity in our hospital systems to handle that many people getting sick and going to the hospital. So therefore, our, our hospital systems would then have to make choices as to who gets treated and who doesn't get treated. So that not only would mean that we'd have lots of deaths from COVID, but people who would normally get to have treatments at the hospital, but, you know, and would normally get treated there would not be able to get treated and might additionally die who wouldn't normally die because they wouldn't be able to get the normal treatments at the hospital. That's why we needed to have lockdowns that's why we needed to close things down that's why we needed to have distance learning that's why we need so we could so we could slow down the vectors of transmission so that we could make sure that it didn't spread as much as fastly as it would have otherwise to make sure that we didn't put an, a strain on our hospital system because that way we could control it as best as we could allowing the the vaccines to be to be created and as such allowing allowing another 
tool to fight it. Now I know you don't want that. You don't want the jabs. You don't like the jabs. You don't like the vaccines, and that's and that's understandable. No one was forced. You know, no one was literally forced to take the vaccine. You might argue, well, some people was forced for their jobs, but y'all, anybody could have quit if they didn't really want to take that, and that's fine. And then you know, people say, well, that's unreasonable, but whatever. Um, I I chose to. T- I actually chose to take part in a vaccine trial because I wanted to help out, and that was my choice, and I did it, and that's fine too. But thing is, is that even Donald Trump pushed the vaccines and pushed for the vaccines to get promoted and get out there and, and, and be created. So um, with the project yes, speed did, and everything. Sure. Yeah. So, so and even Donald one, Trump, yeah, and, yeah. So even, even he I saw the, the, the importance of having vaccines. Now you might disagree with it and that's fine, but we can all have disagreements, but you know, when it comes to any, you know, virus like that and, and, and the big, and the biggest problem is that that we now see is that if the next virus if there's another virus that comes around let's say there's another virus that comes around and let's say let's let's just say for the sake of argument there's this next one i would say is also legitimate but let's say in your eyes it is legitimate you know and you know whatever let's say it, it is a legitimate virus regardless of what you feel about covid how many people, because there were so many people fighting the COVID things, are going to then not follow the rules because of everybody panicking? Now, wasn't it better to be safer, you know, to be to be to follow the, well. to follow these rules? I mean, you know, you give up. You know, there's the quote about giving up, you know, freedom in the case of security. But we had people who yeah. died. We had people who did die from COVID. We had people people died of COVID, and not just with COVID, of COVID. And, and regardless of whether you think it was, a, it was manufactured by the Chinese to harm people, that's even more of a reason to do what you needed to do to protect your other people, to protect your fellow man. Like in World War II, there were a lot of people that were asked to make sacrifices in their personal lives so that we could win the war, right? And people didn't complain. People pulled up their, rolled up their sleeves. They did what they needed to do. And we won the war because... We made the sacrifice. We were told to not buy certain items. We were told to to do without certain items because these certain you know manufacturing was needed for the war. We were told to you know to to to, to help out and and do things that we normally wouldn't do because we needed to beat the Germans and the Japanese because we needed to win the war. It was important, and Americans pulled together and did the things that we needed to do and made the sacrifices that we needed to do in order to in order to win the war. But to win the war against the virus, and if it was really a manufactured Chinese virus made to attack us, the Americans, then in, then in reality, if that, was, if that is a true statement, if that is a true thing, if that turns out to be the absolute truth, then it really was something that was a war, and y'all were unwilling to help us fight against the war because y'all didn't want to be inconvenienced and you know y'all were y'all were unwilling to do what was needed to do to help protect your fellow human beings in not helping and not st- helping to stop prevent the spread of the virus and that's to me that's problematic to me that to me that's you know i can only imagine i imagine how a lot of the people who were and i say y'all i'm not necessarily saying you i'm just saying conservatives in general i can only yeah, imagine no, I how a lot of these people who were fighting the 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 temporary, you know, shutdowns and every, and the rules that were put in place, how these people would have act, acted in the middle of World War II. I don't know if we would have won World War II if those people existed back then, because they wouldn't have wanted to make the same sacrifices that 
You know, they wouldn't have made those sacrifices. They would have fought against making those sacrifices. They would have said, we don't need it. We don't need to make those sacrifices. Anyway, let's go to, let's go to Demodox form two thirds of Ultron because I don't know. Yosh is not, probably not going to call in, but Demodox, what you want to say? Uh, first, can you hear me? And is this too loud? I can hear you and you're not too loud. Okay, great. I'm just uh, just got my microphone plugged back in. So going back to that whole thing about uh, blue policies basically being uh, the reasoning behind the violence, the crimes, uh, blue states, red states, and all that stuff. I live in Massachusetts. Uh, I was wondering if the caller would consider Massachusetts to be the bluest or one of the bluest states, especially considering Mara Healy's policy of the right to shelter and immigration, or would we not be considered a blue state? Just wondering on that first. Well, it's, it's obviously Massachusetts, I would say, is, uh, you know, I don't know the demographics up there, but I'd say that's a Democratic-controlled uh, state, right? That's a liberal very, state. Very, very, very Democratic. We usually only have a Republican uh, governor, but uh, only sometimes. It's, it's flip-flops, but all of our policies are very, very blue. Now, a uh, state with a very similar population, uh, or, or pretty close anyways, would be Tennessee, uh, so Massachusetts got 69,000, sorry, 698,000, uh, sorry, is that 6 million? 6984723 for population. Tennessee, would you say that Tennessee is a conservative state? Red state? Red, um, red run? I'm, I, I'm not too familiar with Tennessee. Its voting history is pretty red. Sure. Its governor is pretty red. Everybody in there is pretty red. And their, po- their population is 697218. So they're very neck and neck. Now, one of the policies Massachusetts has is a higher minimum wage for better state of living. Our minimum wage right now in 20, sorry, in 2022 was 14.25. Now it's up to 15. Tennessee's minimum wage was 7.25. So lower cost of living. Massachusetts is a little bit liberal on that policy, I would say. Uh, when it comes to the number of police force, Massachusetts, uh, a lot of people say that uh, states, you know, if you don't have enough police, if you're not supporting the police, you're going to have more crime. More police equals less crime. Now, when I go to the number of uh, police in Massachusetts, I just scroll back over here, right here. Um, let's see, number of agents, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Sorry, give me two seconds. So there's a lot of stuff to scroll through here. Massachusetts has less police than Tennessee. Now, interestingly enough, uh, police shootings per 100,000, Massachusetts is point z- Sorry, uh, Massachusetts is point one, one, four. Now, Tennessee's police shootings per 100,000 is 0.444. That's almost four times higher. Uh, when it comes to police per 100,000 people, Massachusetts only has 422 police per 100,000 people. Tennessee is at almost 700. It's at 686 per 100,000 people. There's more police shootings with more police. But what about actual violent crime per 100,000, which is kind of what your point well, was. Well, Massachusetts, Massachusetts has a, more a 308 per 100,000 for violent crime. Tennessee has 672 per 100,000. So when Limbo Dan was talking about the number of people shot versus the number of black people shot versus the number of white people shot, what we're talking about is percentages per capita, per number. So these blue-run states that are supposedly high crime, crime running out of the place – Yes, we do have high numbers in total because we have higher populations in total, but our percentages are way lower. And a lot of that's going to do with more satisfied cost of living, better, more 
better police force. We might not be as many of them, but they're more enforced. Their policies are better. Their restrictions, gun control laws. Massachusetts has not the most liberal gun control laws, but we do have some gun control laws compared to Tennessee, and we have way less shootings. Uh, burglaring, breaking and entering. Is there is there any particular statistic? Uh, so we've got again uh, nine thousand five hundred and eighty-two in uh, twenty twenty-two. Solely on between Massachusetts and Tennessee. Let's take Massachusetts oh, you know and now let's go over to Los Angeles. Pick another blue state. You know? Pick another. I mean, go to another blue state. California. I mean, go to go to well, California. Sure. Okay, sure. Uh, California has a population of. Uh, right. Can, can I jump in just for a quick second? Let me jump in for a quick second. Were you sure. saying that? Tennessee, where, you were saying Massachusetts has has more rural area than Tennessee. Is that what you said? Well, no, no, no. First of all, it's a smaller land land area. Also, personally. no. I mean, Mass- it, Mass- you you're saying Massachusetts is a smaller land area or Tennessee? Because Massachusetts uh, is, is Massachusetts. one fourth as. Okay, I thought you were saying Tennessee is a smaller land area. Which no, is, no, no. Okay, okay. All right, I just wanted to jump in and and, and correct that if if you were. Saying the opposite, but go ahead, go ahead, Devinox. But the majority of the populations in both states are converged inside of the cities. The rural areas, despite how spread out they are, the majority of the population in Tennessee is in their cities. Same with Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I live out in Western Mass. I live out in the boonies. Right? Our population, very low. Closest thing I got to a city, Springfield. But still. So uh, let's see. California, right? They've got uh, – is that 40 million? There's no commas on this because it's hard to read. It's a spreadsheet here that I pulled up. It's around 40 so million. So let's see. Yeah, it's about 40 million. So if we find a red state that's approximately 40 million in comparison, I guarantee you I'm going to get very similar. Uh, Oregon that, is 42 Texas is the million. Closest. Is that close enough? No. Texas? Uh, Texas? No. Te- Texas, Texas is, is 30 million. No, California is the most populous state. You're not going to find – Texas is the closest in population to, to to California when it comes to population. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. I'm missing a, a number there. All right, so there's not really a great one for California to Texas because the, uh, the the size difference and population difference. But let's still go to the per 1,000 or, you know, the, the per 100,000, which is the big detail. The per 100,000 of these statistics, that's actually how you measure it. So violent crime uh, – in California, is actually pretty close. It's 442 per 100,000, but uh, Texas is – oh, wait. No, I still have Oregon, huh? Let me, let me highlight Texas. Let me scroll down. Go over here. Highlight Texas in green so I can compare. So we're going to go to violent crime in Texas per 100,000. Uh, police shootings, total prisons. There we go. Violent crime, 442 per 100,000 and 446 in texas so they're pretty close on there number of police officers 1622 number of police officers in texas what about gun control what about gun control gun control compared to uh uh, california that's the quote that's because there's less crime or more guns firearm deaths per 100,000 total this is this is including murder suicide everything just total firearm deaths per 100,000 in california is 8.5 with its gun control in Texas, it's 14.2. It's higher. There are more deaths, obviously, with guns with less gun control. Weirdly enough, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why is surprisingly that? the only? Why is there more deaths with more right guns? Now, because there's more guns. I mean, that's no, yeah. no, no. It's not. You're saying there's more deaths 
you're telling me Chicago, for instance, is a gun-free zone, gun-free. You're t- where do all the school shootings happen? Because they're gun-free zones. If there were guns in these places, there would be do less Do you know shootings. where all That's the guns are bought in those uh, shootings? They're bought outside of Chicago. They don't have. They're bought That's outside they of say, Chicago. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. They've, they've been able to trace the, – they've been able to registered... trace – wait. They've been able to trace the guns that were bought in a, many of the gun crimes in Chicago to like one or two of the gun of the gun stores that are right outside of Chicago. Like the guns are bought like in, in, in like one or two of these gun stores, gun stores in the county, like right outside Chicago. They go buy them there and then they bring them in in the city because what, that, uh, because in, in my opinion, right? and it, it's been my opinion on liberal day and radio. Yeah. And this is my personal opinion that because because the Constitution, it talks about a well-regulated militia, that it should be the federal government that should be regulating the militia, and it shouldn't be states and local governments regulating the militia. The, the regulations on guns should be done at the federal level. It should be uniform across the board, and you shouldn't have these little patchwork of, of regulations when it, comes to, when it comes to guns, so it's not confusing when you go from, from state to city to state to city. So you, don't have situ- so you don't have situations, for example, like the veteran who traveled across from like Virginia to New York City thinking that he was okay bringing his gun uh, in a a lockbox and checking it into the building security when he went inside the building and then he got arrested and has got his gun confiscated because in New York City, the gun laws were so different that he was illegally carrying his gun when he was a veteran and probably should have been trusted with his gun anywhere he traveled across across the United States. But because we have this patchwork of gun control laws and there are some places well, it's that Constitution, have. Well, the Constitution, Dan, the Tenth Amendment gave states sovereignty to pass their own laws on on all the, the issues, so that the national government would not possess the, no, all that power. No, the Tenth Amendment. Let me hold on, hold on. Let me bring this up because I have this available yeah, that's now. Not what that means. The powers delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by the states, are reserved to the states respectively to the people. So, powers not delegated to the United States. So, if a power is delegated to the United States by the Constitution, are not given to the to the to the individual states. So if, 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 if state the law power to proceed federal law, if, if the, well, that, that's, that's a whole, you're, you're telling me the federal, the, you're telling me that the federal government trumps state law. Well, there's the supremacy clause. Yeah. There's one thing, but I'm also telling you that if, if the power, that's why, I, that's why in the previous show, in the season finale of liberal Dane radio, uh, season 11, why I, why I was very vehement in saying that the, uh, that states don't have the power that government that Governor Abbott didn't have the authority to build his little pon, his little uh, pontoon did, wall though. in but the river. He doesn't. He doesn't because 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 the power to control the border is belongs to the federal government. Since the power to control the border belongs to the federal government, it's not a power that is given to the states via the Tenth Amendment. So states don't automatically get all the powers. They just get powers that are not given to the feds and powers that are not restricted to the state from the states having them by the Constitution. So if, if the uh, Constitution let's talk about says cannabis for a second, actually, but, 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 hold on. But, let's, let's not talk about let, let's wait on cannabis for a second, because I'm, I'm still making the point there. So if so, if the if the if the Constitution, great, if, if, if I would make the argument that the Constitution gives the federal government to regulate the militia, because it's the, the Second Amendment says that the militia is to be well regulated. And as such, it's, it, that's such that gives the federal government the power to regulate the militia. As such, that would not be a power that is now given to the states via the Tenth Amendment. So therefore, it shouldn't be the states or the, or the cities or municipalities making gun control laws. It should then be the federal government, which I would think that generally you would support that because that would prevent cities like New York and Chicago and 
and uh, New York, Chicago, and, well, and San Francisco from passing from passing uh, from passing uh, overly restrictive gun control laws, and you would have to get a consensus in both the Congress, in both the House and the Senate, to be able to pass a, a general, more uniform, you know, gun gun laws that would basically probably be a more consensus, more uniform set of laws that would prevent people like that veteran from being arrested from bringing a, a gun from one state to another. It would be more uniform. But how can you the know, District of Columbia determine what another state? The state legislators retain all their sovereignty to the pa- to pass laws as they see fit. The federal government also has the power to intervene except when, when it's ex- no. interest. Uh, and under the supremacy clause found in Article Five, federal laws and statutes supersede state law. Yes, but, uh, but federalism or the separation of powers between the state and federal government was entirely when when the founders. I mean, they, 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 I don't understand how you don't get that, Dan. But I mean, understand that the states have because the Tenth Amendment says the that the only powers that the, that the state gets powers that are not given to the federal government. If the power is not given to the federal government and is not specifically restricted from the states, the states get that power. So if the power is given to the federal government, it's not a power that the states get. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand why you don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why you don't get that. I don't understand why conservatives don't get that. The Tenth Amendment gave states sovereignty to pass their own laws on many issues so that the national government would not possess all the power, which, with right. the balance, individual states are able to offer citizens more rights than the federal government can offer. That's obvious. Well, no, no. I mean, come on, the, the Tenth Amendment is not about rights. The Tenth Amendment is not about rights. The Tenth Amendment is about powers. Rights are a completely different thing than powers. Let's, okay. let's not conflate rights right, and powers. Rights. Not, not, yeah. Now we get right. to the other the part. Tenth Amendment is rights. part of the Bill of Rights, but the Tenth Amendment doesn't mention rights at all. The Tenth Amendment only talks about powers. The Ninth Amendment talks about rights. Well, the Tenth states Amendment rights about doctrine. Yeah. Well, states' rights are, are the powers There's that no each American state right. has. It allows no states to govern rights. themselves on – how, how could that be? It's because the states govern themselves on, on, on the, a lot of the issues today on our day-to-day – power, not a right. It's, it's powers, not a rights. Rights and powers are two different things. Ninth Amendment says that an enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights should not be construed and denied disparage others retained by the people. People have rights, states have powers. They're two different things. And that's another thing that I don't understand why conservatives conflates rights and powers. States should never be, states should never be considered to have a right. A right is something that should okay. be precious and special and only, only had by persons. And, and living, breathing okay. persons and not corporations. But that's a whole different subject. But Name powers, one amendment that mentions ownership. The state's rights amendment, though, that also says that the national government is not allowed to stop certain decisions that individual states make. I mean, now we're, we're, we're twisting the words around here. Okay, yeah, I understand I'm rights. Twisting, I'm not rights. twisting I understand anything. Powers. You want to say powers, okay. I want the to say powers. Constitution because... says that the powers not delegated, delegated to the United States by the Constitution or, nor prohibited by it to the states. Okay, so we'll say powers if you want. I just yeah. say rights as a figure of speech, okay? I'm nitpicky because I, cause I, 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 okay. I believe rights All are right. important. I believe rights are important. Okay. I believe, I, I I believe that the founders used these words specifically, right? I mean, okay. if we're going to be textualists, okay. we should be textualists, right? Okay. Are you a textualist? Not as much as you are, but I disagree well, I'm, with I'm not necessarily as big of a textualist either, but – because I don't know how you are. A, I don't know how anybody could be a textualist with the Ninth Amendment. But okay, if you're not a textualist, it's fine. But but still, if the word if, if the founders wanted to use the word rights, they would have used the word rights. They used the word powers. So it specifically meant powers and not rights. So 
and I and so those those things to me are two very strong and different things. Power is something that a government can do. A right is something that 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 people inherently have the ability to do. So okay, so what are the powers of the states, for instance? States, well, I know it says states' rights here, but states' powers, for instance, the death penalty. You know, uh, they have the right to implement the death penalty. That shouldn't be a federal uh, uh, thing where the federal government can tell a state that they have to execute one of their citizens. That would be totally absurd. Sure, but that, but that, but that's not something that is enumerated in the Constitution, and as such, it is something that the state can determine whether or not. Now, unless it is determined that in unless it is determined that in its in its um, in the way that it, it 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 created the laws and or interprets the law or enforces the law that's the word I'm looking for on okay. the death penalties that it is denying people due process of the law, then the federal government can then say, look, you're you're violating these people's due process rights, these people's um, rights to you know, protect them the law, and, and you know, cruel and unusual punishment. If you're violating individual rights when it comes to that, then the federal government does have the authority to come in, especially via the 14th Amendment, which I know you don't like, and I know you think wasn't passed properly. We're not going to have that debate right now. We do. We're just going <laughs> to. Okay. We understand you don't think it was passed properly. We do. Just we understand that, but let's not have right. that debate now. Um, but but at, at the the constitutional, the current constitutional jurisprudence and current you know the current constitu- the current Supreme Court rulings based on that the current stare decisis is that um those the, the the states are also restricted from denying people due process and equal pro- equal protection under the laws via the 14th amendment until that changes that's the way it is so or as okay well, donald, as, as donald would say it is what it is thank you donald see donald has my back um so you made a um, statement saying that the governor of texas did not have the authority to protect its own borders. I made I made I made the statement that the government of Texas does not have the authority to 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 close off the border between the United States and Mexico because the authority well, to the authority to to, to, to defend the, the authority to to implement to create and implement and enforce uh, naturalization and immigration policy is specifically enumerated and granted to Congress. Uh, in Article Three, um, Article Three is Congress, right? Um, so, and as such, that is not a power that is given to the states. So, by doing so, Governor Abbott is usurping his authority, is usurping the federal government's authority, uh, and, and he doesn't have the authority to do so. So, also, those are well, national well, borders, not state borders. Right. So, he, so he now the Constitution does grant the state the authority. If let's say the government of Mexico. Were, were to decide to actually go invade the state and, and, and formed an actual military and were to start attacking them. Or let's say, let's say there was well, an actual, let's say there was an actual group of people with, with, you know, weapons and everything attacking people from, you know, from Mexico across the border, like, you know, with guns and knives or whatever. And they were starting to attack the citizens of Texas. Yes. Gov- the governor Abbott well, could they kind of are, up- Dan, aren't they? I mean, you no, know, they're not. The people on the border. There's they're not down there that are constantly in terms that, of their that government are- doing it in an official capacity. If the government is not doing it as an official capacity, if the if the government of Mexico, in its official capacity, is not declaring an open war 
on a state or on the United States and entering through Mexico, then the actions of individuals do not necessarily reflect the actions of the country. That's why if you take a trip to Europe somewhere and you do the Nazi salute in Germany, which can get you arrested, you're doing something bad and Germany can punish you, but you did not commit an act of war against Germany. The United States is not in an act of war against Germany because you did something because you're the action of an individual. And it doesn't matter how many individuals yeah. go over there. If they're not under the express intent and interest of the United States or representing the United States, if they're not ambassadors, they're not politicians, they're not the military, it's not a war. It's not an action. It's not something like that. Now, Germany can turn around and say, hey, U.S., control your citizens or we're just not going to allow you guys in here anymore. And that's the government of Germany being able to do that. But that is not a war. Same thing with Mexico. Even if they're coming in, even if you think that taking jobs is a thing of violence, even if you think, you know, uh, unfortunately, I hate the fact that they do it, but sometimes they, they, they kill dogs because people have guard dogs in the properties. And uh, I think that's a terrible thing that happens. But even that, that is not an act of war because those are individual people who are crossing. Many those, of them, not yeah, even those from Mexico, they're from other individual countries. individual rights. They have individual rights, and, and the governor's responsibility is to make sure that those rights are secured, those people's rights are secured. Now, if those ranchers and those people living on the border have illegal immigrants coming over, shipping fentanyl, uh, human smuggling going on, uh, dropping kids off on their land and letting them run, run because, you know, to wherever they got to go until they're picked up by Border Patrol, that is, those are crimes that are being committed because the federal government is failing to secure those borders. And the federal government Joe Biden. Hasn't Joe Biden stopped more than Donald Trump ever stopped from crossing the border? Hasn't he done a better job than Donald Trump at preventing fentanyl from getting into our cities and, and, and states by, no. by stopping? Even, he stopped more than, yes, he stopped even more than Trump ever did. Because we can pull up the numbers. Because more people are coming across the border now. Trump was, what did Trump do? He was, nobody wanted to cross the border with Trump because he was telling him to go back, basically, right? He was putting blockades up, trying to build a wall. Trump, I mean, uh, Biden is inviting these people. Basically, they're his policies, immigration policies are inviting these caravans. I, to keep I would, I would question in. the veracity of that statement. The reason I would question the veracity of that statement. Are you saying that during a global pandemic that people weren't moving around much? <clears throat> oh, my God. Well, there were, some people, there were some people that were coming during the pandemic that were coming across up from all the way Honduras all the, the way through Mexico. I bet the gas was lower under Trump, too. I, I bet it has nothing <laughs> to do with people not driving. Gas prices actually were lowered underneath Donald Trump. Yeah, right, sure because of the pandemic. Supply and demand. Because of the pandemic, yeah. work because I was an essential employee, and I'm driving from Massachusetts to Connecticut, and the highways are empty. I'm sure that's got nothing to do with the cost of gas. So you're telling right. me that, oh, hang on, this is where we come to the impasse between Republicans and Democrats. So you're going to tell me during Donald Trump's presidency, he did no good for this country at all. Absolutely he hurt, he, not. In he fact, did a lot more harm. If he, did, if he did any, look, he signed into law the PPP Act. That was good. I'll give him credit for the PPP Act. Um, he signed into law the right to try bill, where if somebody wanted, was, was having issues and wanted to be able to try some sort of trial or whatever, if they were dealing with some sort of sickness and um, they were having issues trying to get into some sort of trial or their insurance was giving them problems with it, uh, Donald Trump signed legislation that allowed those people to be able to get into an FDA-approved trial. Um, I agreed with that that he did, so I can I can state that that is one thing that I agree with Donald Trump that he did. Um, let's see what else. Lowest what else block can unemployment. I, what else? What else can I say? I can also say that while the 
effect. I mean, he did take some action that reduced the price for some people of EpiPens and insulin injections. However, the amount of people that were helped by that action was very small. If you look at the actual numbers, it maybe helped like a, a, a half of 1% of the people who get used, who use those, those injections. But for the half of 1% of the people that helped, I'm sure those people appreciated it very much. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to begrudge him for, for okay, an incremental, I'm, I'm not going to begrudge him for incremental help. I'm going to, I'm going to say that it, that he probably oversold it, but you know, so I'm not going to sit here and say he did zero good, but I will also, and I worked three of jobs. them. More than three <laughs> times government experts. I worked projected. three of Middle them class family because income, they weren't full-time jobs. They weren't Middle full-time jobs. In- Middle class family income increased nearly six thousand dollars, more than five times the gains during the entire After previous administration. After one of the biggest drops of income in history, every the increase rate in the income. Oh yeah, and then unemployment, lowest black unemployment. Three point five percent. The one. lowest in Everybody half loves that, right? Lowest black unemployment. Do you know how unemployment is calculated? It's it not calculated by joblessness. <laughs> Unemployment is calculated by the number of qualifying individuals, and when Donald Trump kicked off so many people, millions of people suddenly didn't qualify for anymore, guess what? Unemployment rate compared to the total population plummets. It's amazing. You kick all these people off. You kick them off. Yeah, you kick them off. You kick people right. off. Right. If, if, if people no longer, if people, if people, if people are no longer, if people, if once people stop qualifying for un, for unemployment, the federal You're government right. considers okay, them yeah. no longer looking for That's jobs, they and therefore, jobs. and therefore, and once once they, once 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 people stop qualifying for unemployment, they're no longer considered part of the workforce, and as such, they're no longer counted, and as such, the unemployment rate goes up. So that's yeah, well, that, the number of people claiming unemployment insurance. Well, the number of people uh, claiming unemployment insurance as a share of the population hit its lowest on record. Incomes rose in every single year. Because they ran out of benefits. Because they ran out of benefits. But they extended them during COVID. If if you remember correctly, everybody was walking around with unemployment during the COVID pandemic. (laughs) They did extend, but also they changed the qualifications as well. So, okay, well, they yes, they extended That's it two parties agree. conveniently for a certain demographic of people. But guess who? But, 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 here, but here's, here's – I, I will say but something else. I will say, that, I will say that on my taxes, on my personal individual taxes, when I was employed as a, as a full-time employee during the Trump administration, um, I did a little better. I'll say that. It's fine. I personally did a little better. But the real um, estate people did way better. Sure, but, and, and that's fine. But, yeah, and, but, I'm, but I don't, I don't necessarily increase. judge everything by, by how, how much better I do personally because I, I try to be more altruistic than that. Um, there's other things that Donald Trump, Trump did that were not good, like you know, naming three generally horrible Supreme Court justices. Um, that which caused Dobbs v. Jackson, which is a terrible ruling. That's a matter of political opinion. Let's talk about the facts, though, of the policy. Well, that to me, it, no, well, it's, it's a fact that it's, it's terribly written. That's not individual home ownership. The number of homes owned went up, but that's because the deregulation of the realty industry, a lot of LLCs, a lot of businesses buying them all up. Which Zillow is a good thing. Caught. 
right now. No. Cost of if, 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 if people hoard, if people hoard properties, if people hoard properties, that means there's less property on the markets, which causes property values to go up. So that's good for the people that own the properties, but it's not good for the people who are trying to get the properties and it's not good and the for the people who are trying to rent. Well, Dan, how the American home ownership increased by, from 41.7% to 46.4%. Okay. I mean, I was, was that, that, that's a good number. It decreased during Obama's administration. Uh, he created more, he created more than 1.2 million manufacturing and construction jobs. Put in place policies to bring back supply chains from overseas. Small business optimism broke a 35-year-old record in 2018. So, I mean, you know, these are things that you Until can't 2018, but what happened in 2018? I, I guess it broke – no, I just said it. Small business optimism broke a 35-year-old record in 2018. Okay, but then what happened afterwards? Well, I have a pandemic hit. I mean, come on. You can't no, the pandemic happened in, 20, in 2020. So, so in 2018, I could be incorrect in when it happened. But what, what, when did Donald Trump screw over the, 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 uh, the steel employees or whatever? When he, when he promised that, that, you know, all the work would come in and then all of a sudden the, and, and they would be getting paid. And all of a sudden the, 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 steel, the steel companies were like, well, we're not going to pay you. And then they're like, what, what the hell happened? Um, Is that Donald Trump's fault? The steel companies reneged? I, I, I mean, he, you know, I mean, the Dow closed 20,000 points for the first time in 2017 and topped 30,000 in 2020. Explain that one. And that was during the well, how, come, how, come, how come, how come y'all never give credit anymore. when it happened under Obama? When that happened under Obama and read records, y'all never give credit to Obama when that happened under that. You, you didn't give what's, – what's the Dow now? I don't know what it is now, but it topped 30,000 okay, in 2020 during the pandemic. Yes, and P500 and NASDAQ have repeatedly notched record highs. I what mean, was the Dow at the end of uh, Trump's administration? Oh, it topped 30,000. I know that in 2020. I don't know what it was when he left office, the day he left. Uh, it's 35,000 now. Okay. So is All that right. good? Is that good for Biden? Well, it's, what, that, it's, it's gained 5,000 well, since Biden took over, right? Right. To be fair, Dan, uh, that's a secret ultra-Trump president who did all that good stuff. Uh, the real President Trump, not not fake, not fake Biden, and only the bad stuff is done by Biden. Biden. So the bad stuff's done by Biden, who is also not in control. But but Trump, who isn't in control, he is in control, but only when it's the good stuff. I, I well, Biden, I don't think knows where he's at. I mean, I think I would say it's his advisors and people around him that are making things uh, work now. I mean, come on, Biden doesn't even know where he, the guy's at. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, he, he, you can't tell. I don't me think that anybody over the age he, of like sixty-five or seventy should be allowed to run. There you go. We agree I know on something. Just, there you go. But yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, but that would and that I would preclude that would preclude like Trump and and, and, and Trump and Biden. So there you go. But yeah, here's the other thing. <laughs> going back to the oil, going back to the oil thing that that Trump did. One of the worst things that Trump did. Um, at the end of the Trump presidency was his deal that he made with OPEC and Russia when these costs of oil was plummeting because the demand was so low because we were in the middle of the global pandemic and everybody likes to point out, oh, gasoline costs so low during Trump presidency. That's because we're in the middle of a pandemic and demand was low and low demand means low prices. Um, nobody was going anywhere. So we didn't pay much for gasoline. Um, Donald Trump made a deal with OPEC and Russia to say, hey, or actually it was OPEC plus because it included some of the other countries as well. Uh, hey, let's artificially reduce output of oil, so so we can uh, then 
so so it'll 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 boost up the 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 manufacturer our domestic producers and as well. And not only did you say we're going to do it temporarily, we want to be more self-sufficient. Dan, what's wrong with that? I mean, I don't want to rely on these Saudis for a mile, for well, our oil. What's wrong I with mean, that is that short drilling. What's wrong with that is that he, he the plan extended into 2022, and had no caveats for now? it had no caveats for coming out of the pandemic, coming out of lockdowns. It had no caveats for when we, for for uh, for saying okay. We're going to reduce the price of oil. we're going to reduce the output of oil, but once demand starts coming back up, we're going to start we're going to start if demand as demand creeps back up, we're going to we're going to start let's agree to then increase the output of oil. No, they they kept the oil at the at the reduced output so that when we came out of the pandemic, oil skyrocketed and demand or the price of oil skyrocketed because the supply the supply of oil stayed the same because we kept the artificially low production, but the price of oil and the price of gasoline skyrocketed because we had skyrocketing demand because now everybody was driving back to normal levels again. So that was based on the so-called art of the deal guy who made this supposedly great deal to help short in the short term, help our local domestic producers. And lo- but in the long term, it screwed over everybody. Well, it was a yeah, good deal for Joe Biden re-implementing all the deregulation that Donald Trump took away. He re-implemented everything. I mean, that, that's why. That's a lot. Main Are you kidding? All the, Are you serious? Dude, I, yeah. I hate Biden because he didn't undo enough of the shit that Trump did. Sorry about the swearing. He <laughs> did not well, undo. He did too much. Look, if we would have had Tara Double on the show, you would have heard much more curse words than that. I promise you. But, yeah. but no, but, but, Sorry, the, but it's not about know, the deregulation. It's about, it's not about a regulation to deregulation. It's about the fact that Donald Trump made a deal with OPEC and, and Russia to, to artificially reduce the, the output of production of oil into 2022, into the next term, which ended up being Biden's term. Now, did Donald Trump have internal polling knowing that he was going to lose and as such purposely sabotage the Biden administration uh, with higher gasoline prices because he knew that it was going to happen. He's too full of himself to think that, like, I don't think he thought he could lose. I, think I don't know. Such a narcissist. I don't have enough evidence <laughs> to say that just... whether or not he knew that or not. Maybe he is too full of himself, but maybe, maybe, maybe somebody in his inner circle had that information. It was nefarious. I don't know. I'm not enough of a conspiracy theorist to say well, that's true. Well, but but, but the thing is, is that it was, it was a Trump policy that directly led to skyrocketing gasoline prices and y'all want to blame Brian, y'all want to blame blame biden for it it was trump's policy that did it okay so the gas price okay we'll just say trump's policies increase the gas prices but what about everything else and i didn't even get a quarter of the way through the list that i wanted to read i mean come on and what are biden's accomplish, accomplishments thus far what has joe biden done what has he done? He managed to defy gravity and basically fly. Okay, he fell yeah. up those stairs like no president ever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought well, you liked that one. There you go. You're right. I, <laughs> I can't argue with I that one. Fly. <laughs> I believe I can. Oh, wait, I shouldn't sing. He's a he's a, a sexual offender. I shouldn't sing anything. I, um, I tell you what, I'd like to see Kennedy. To be honest with you, to oh, the reason I run against I'm telling you, I'd rather see Kennedy in there because he fixed his you mind. And, and you know what? He's, he's it makes to be me think of my favorite punk rock band. The Dead Kennedys? <laughs> Hell yeah. Can't wait. Honestly, but you know what? Darwinism, he's going to take himself out. He's got all that crazy conspiracy theory stuff going on. He promoted oh anti-Semitic, he he promoted anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. So as a Jewish person, I'm going to say hell no. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Really? Just okay. Well. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a video. I, on that. I, mean, I have a video on that somewhere well. on my YouTube channel that goes into more specifics on it. Check it out. Um, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. All right. Go check out my YouTube channel. It's there. I don't want to rehash it right now, but go check it out. Okay. I will. I mean, you know, but look, what, 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 so what's, again, we came to this conclusion in the beginning here. The Republican-Democrat paradigm, left-right paradigm, it has to change for the betterment of the country. Obviously, we're not going to agree, but we can agree to disagree. So, therefore, oh, it's the people that are – ground up. <laughs> you can't say this country is in perfect shape right now, obviously. We have a huge divide in this country, and that's – which is really the problem. And this constant – the policy thing, it's hurting the American people. So I'm me as a Republican, as a conservative, and I would say, look, I'm willing to concede a lot of things. You know that, Dan. But at the same time, it has to be vice versa for the betterment of the people. You know, I mean, so we can't say we can't be. I know we're not going to agree on a lot of social policies, but I know on a lot of economic things, surely we can agree for the better good of what's best for the people out there. Tax billionaires, tax millionaires, get rid of corporations lobbying power. They shouldn't be in control of the government. Uh, get rid of using your theology as law. That's a big problem. Don't care what your personal religion is. Get it the heck out of politics. Um, keep taxing. Well, see, that's Bring where, it back down to the well, highest rate wrong, better, man. which is like 1950s. Get rid of trickle-down economics because, honestly, end-stage capitalism is not a fun and pleasant place to live in. And, uh, you know, maybe just uh, slide away from that fascism a bit and we'll be good. I don't think the Reagan economic trickle down economics really works today. Today in today's economy and times and world, it never world, did. Frank uh, Zappa, a, a famous Republican, Frank Zappa warned us about not just he he warned us about the theocracy, the trickle down economics, the slide into fascism. That back in like 1985 or 86, he's on TV. A Republican going, "This stuff is bad. This is going to lead to the end of the country." Well, he had to do something because Carter wasn't doing any good for us. But, I mean, now we're going back in time. I mean, you know, Reagan's dead. Carter – is Carter still alive? I mean, if he is, he's got to be about 100, right? I mean, he was I – mean, he, he did a lot more good when he was, after he was president than he did when he was president. I will say that. But uh, My personal belief and why <laughs> I don't think Biden's necessarily accomplished much, but I still think that's better than Trump, is because bad things happen under – conservative rule but then democrats who promise they're going to make things better to their constituents they just sit there and go oh yeah look our hands are tied oh no let me collect this paycheck oh oh so sad there's another shooting oh oh too bad oh our hands are tied they love love blaming the conservatives for not doing anything but i think that's the problem i think as we further down the extreme right wing that this country has turned into you, uh, Europe considers us to be a right wing country so we don't have a center so as we slide further into the extreme right wing policy the stuff that the right considers to be extreme left is actually very centrist we slide down there all that stuff is, is harming us and then in the meantime we've got the quote left which isn't really left in office anyways that's just going oh yeah sorry our hands are tied nothing's happened so all I can hope for is really just somebody to slow shit down the way that the current policy of the uh, the hopeful GOP electors for president they want to basically essentially say screw you to the environment screw you to the future of humanity so many of them are religious nut jobs that are counting on the end of days anyway so they just want to get theirs while we're still all alive 
They want to throw that all away. That's bad. We can't go backwards on that. But unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get a blue person in office that's going to actually reverse anything. All they're just going to do is just kind of slow it down, and that's a problem. So let's well, see things that by, things that have been done during the Biden. Let's see things that have been done during the Biden administration. Um, he uh, instead of relying on semiconductors being produced outside of the country, we now produce more semiconductors inside the country, which I would think. Uh, is a good thing because we shouldn't have to rely yeah. on foreign countries making those. And I think that, I think, you know, you agree that's a good thing? Yes. Okay, good. So we can agree that Biden, Biden accomplished that. And that's a good thing. Um, I'm not sure if that happened before or after the new Congress. Um, um, let's see. The, there's, he's done a lot uh, with a bot with the, with the infrastructure law that he had passed there, there is a, uh, there's a lot of bridges uh, that funding for bridges that that has that has been done. Uh, a lot of Republican congressmen have been taking credit for uh, the passage of the bill that they voted against for getting for funding being put into their uh, districts for uh, bridges and roads being built and, and, and repaired and um, pollution being solved. I still don't know if uh, Flint, Michigan has their uh, problems being fixed yet. Probably not, which is. A Thank failure you know. on every president since then, but you know. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah, it is what it is. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't necessarily agree with the whole signing of the how the signing of the uh, protected uh, protecting marriage and LGBTQI and interracial couples act because if if the Supreme Court can overturn. Loving, and if the Supreme Court can overturn Obergefell, the Supreme Court can overturn a law as well. So I don't necessarily think that that's a. It's 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 nice. It's a nice. It's a nice thing to do, but I don't think it has. It'll have any effect if 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 the conservatives on the Supreme Court want to overturn the the ruling, they can overturn the law as well if they believe it's something that belongs to the states. Um, so uh, they even though um, student debt relief on certain things were overturned uh, by the Supreme Court. Other uh, student other student debt relief has been continuing to push. For example, during the Trump administration, uh, Betsy DeVos dragged her feet and refused to cancel the student loans of many public service uh, workers who had qualified for uh, public service debt relief. That was part of the um, student loan promissory notes that they signed as part of the contracts that if they took out student loans and then went ahead and took a lower paying job in uh, in a, in a, not in a private sector, but worked in the public sector for a nonprofit or worked for government or like a teacher or something. Um, and if they, and if they did worked in those jobs for 10 years that the remaining parts of their student debt would be forgiven. And that was part of the deal that they agreed to when they took out those loans. Um, as long as, you know, so those Betsy DeVos fought that and didn't want to um, let those let that debt be forgiven, even though that was part of the contracts. Uh, the Biden administration has gone ahead and helped those people do that. The Biden administration has also worked to, um, you know, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of things that went on during the past, I guess, 20, I think almost 20 years now, um, where um, student loan processing companies to try and keep funneling money into themselves were trying to um, force or convince students to go into forbearance when they didn't need to go into forbearance. 
because by putting a student into forbearance, it would cause them, it would cause the student loan processing company like Mohila uh, to collect. I don't know if Mohila did this specifically, but Mohila, Sally May, all the other ones that exist out there, it would cause them to uh, get more funds from the federal government and cause the loans to grow. And as such, these loans would exist for longer and longer and longer. Um, and by doing so, the federal that they were they were kind of going against what their jobs were supposed to be by forcing by by convincing people to to do these things and kind of manipulating the system. And as such, they they considered those times now to be they're they're considering those months spent in forbearance that should have been spent that should have been in repayment as being time spent in repayment and as such helping students um helping students um get out of debt faster by having those times being considered part of repayment so other students are going to have their debt canceled more quickly as part of the promissory notes that they already signed um which is not part of the supreme court ruling that that got overturned even though that supreme court ruling shouldn't have been shouldn't have over shouldn't have overturned the decision because the federal government should have been considered to be able to have the power to cancel the ten or twenty thousand dollars worth of debt um and and mohila should not have had or the state of missouri shouldn't have had the power or the authority or the standing to come in and bring the suit because mohila didn't even want to come in and bring the suit they didn't they had no interest in doing it um and the only reason that the state of missouri was brought these was even found to have the standing was because they wanted to claim that they wanted to continue to collect fees from taxpayers. They said that if, if, if we, if, if, if these students were allowed to, to have their debts forgiven, that we calculate that we would lose out on $4 million a year of federal tax dollars coming into our state. So that's why this, this, that's why they were allowed to bring, that's why they were the Supreme court allowed them to have standing because the government, the Missouri government was, was basically able to say, that we will lose $4 million of federal tax dollars coming into our state government coffers if, if, if these loans are allowed to be forgiven. And I, I don't know why a conservative would, would sit there and applaud that because basically it's just, it's basically the government of Missouri grifting off federal tax dollars. Um, that pissed me off when I read that part of the ruling. Um, Let's see. Do, 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 do. Now, I agree with their actions in seeking to protect uh, reproductive rights. You probably do not. Uh, the Biden administration took the proper steps that they need to do. Um, they, he did go ahead and pardon all federal, pres uh, federal offenses for simple marijuana possession. They initiated the process to review how marijuana is scheduled, which is you know, the first step in several steps that is needed to do to to deschedule marijuana as a uh, as a um, as a scheduled drug to make it no, no longer a federally scheduled drug, he can't just sign it off completely because that's what the law is written. But he took the first step in several steps that is needed to do to do that, and I agree with that. I agree, marijuana should not be a crime. Um, let's see what else. Do, 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 do. Um, when it comes to health insurance, um, the uh, uninsured rate has dropped to 8%, which is the lowest uninsured rate in history. Um, over 16 million people enrolled in, uh, in, in the ACA, ACA open enrollment period. Uh, four out of five people who get coverage on healthcare.gov are getting it for $10 a month or less. So more people are having access to health care. By more people having access to health care, that means they can get their problems treated early and as such don't have to wait for their problems to become an issue. And then for relying on the emergency rooms, which costs us more money because then they have to go to the emergency room to deal with their medical problems and they can't be turned away from an emergency, which then means that the uh, 
hospitals have to pass on the cost to the rest of the paying customers, which means all the rest of our costs go up. So we end up paying for it in the long run more. So why not pay for less in the short run, in the short run instead of more in the long run? Um, there's also the deal that means um, probably a lot to him as well, which was the um, deal dealing with the um, veterans that are exposed to toxic uh, to toxic dump sites. Um, he got the expansion of benefits for toxic exposed veterans. And that's obviously something that's dear to his heart because of how uh, Bo Biden died. Uh, he believes that Bo Biden died because he was exposed to those uh, toxins that when he was in his service, he believed that that led to his illness and death. Uh, so he fought for that, um, you know, because he lost his son from that. Uh, so I, the idea that Joe Biden hasn't done anything for this country, I think, is absurd. Um, I also think that Joe Biden is much more uh, cogent and cogent. When, if, if, you, if you watched the um, correspondence dinner, the last correspondence dinner, and, and don't think that Joe Biden still is sharp as a tack, then I, I don't know what's, what's wrong with you. I don't, I you mean, really think he, he's sharp? You really think he's, uh, he's sharp? You really, I mean, yes. is he still, he, is he completely off his rocker? No, of course not. But, but for he's, a 70 he's, year he's old. Do, do, I, do, I, do I don't I don't I don't think he is as as anywhere near the level that y'all want to make him out to be. I yeah. don't think is anywhere. The, the only thing I, I mean, wish that he would have done more. The only thing that I wish the only thing that I wish that he would have done that would have been awesome and amazing is when the Fox News uh, journalist asked him if he would take a mental cognitive test. I think he should have turned to him and said person, woman, man, camera, TV. And if he would have done that, I would have died laughing, and it would have been amazing. Um, but I think there are things that Biden hasn't done, but nobody's done yet, that I'm waiting for any president to do. And uh, one of them is going to be increased federal minimum wage. And the reason why they're never going to do that is because if you increase federal minimum wage, the poverty rate is recalculated, and suddenly lots more people are going to qualify for health care, food stamps, and all that stuff. And that's why it's never going to happen. In the meantime, you got people who are living $800 a month in an area where it's uh, cost you about $1,200 a month just to have a one bedroom apartment. That's a big thing they got to do. Biden did not push to ratify Roe versus Wade hard enough. He pushed a little bit. What I saw, he didn't do it hard enough. And now we ain't got Roe versus Wade anymore. Uh, well, here's the problem. Pretty well, big well, loss. Here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with that Demodox is that had during his first term, I don't think we would have, not during the first term, during the first two years of his presidency, we didn't have the votes to ratify, to, to write into law to codify Roe v. Wade because Manchin would have never done it. There's no way it would have been done. Um, There's, I don't, the worst thing about Trump is also the only good thing about Trump, but on the wrong way, is that he got everybody to fall in line. Didn't matter if they wanted to or not, they fell in line. Uh, and that's terrifying in the hands of a wannabe dictator. That's horrifying. But God damn, if well, Biden was able to do that just to push Manchin on that one thing, you know. Sure, but he would have never done it. But, here, but here's the thing. Even, even if we had a codified row, the Supreme Court would have overturned it anyway. Because why did, the, why, why did the Supreme Court in Dobbs rule the way that they did? Because they feel that it's a, it was a power that the state should have. Because they feel that because the because Alito said multiple times in the horrible ruling that Dobbs was, Alito said that the that the Constitution never mentioned abortion, and as such, it's a power that belongs to the states. And as we all know, the Ninth Amendment says that the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights should not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. 
as such, the fact that the Constitution doesn't mention abortion doesn't mean that abortion is not a right retained by the people, which means that Alito seems to forget the Ninth Amendment. As I've always said, for a very long time, for at least 23 years, the Ninth Amendment is the redheaded stepchild of the, of the uh, Bill of Rights. Um, it's so, convenient. It, it, but the thing is, is that so if, if we would have codified Roe, whenever we would have codified Roe, um, had Obama done it back in, you know, way back when in, in 2009 or 2010 or whenever he was president and had when he had 60 votes in the Senate for like, you know, four weeks of, of actual time in the Senate. And, you know, when he was trying to pass things like the Matthew Shepard hate crime bill and, and, and Obamacare, um, he didn't have the votes to do it anyway, because even in the House, they didn't have enough pro-choice legislators in the House back then. Um, but even if he would have been able to do that, the the Supreme Court would have still said, nope, it, it's we're going to overturn that law, too. They would have overturned Roe v. Wade and they would have overturned the codified Roe and they would have still sent it back to the states because which also that is a good point because we should have expanded the Supreme Court. We've done it before that, in the past. No, I, that would be a disaster. Be a no, no, it's I been done before in the past. And if you look the Supreme Court should have the Supreme Court should have been expanded to the um, let's see federal. It should have been expanded like back in like Clinton days, I think it was. Maybe maybe a little bit later, but it's been expanded before and reduced based upon multiple factors, and the Republicans have done it, and the Democrats have done it, and it's never been a problem before until suddenly the theology problem that Zappa was trying to warn us about became a thing. Suddenly, with all these uh, – these, the Christian moralities taking things over, instead of it being conservative or that, it's well, well, all like religion the warfare was founded, now. Was founded upon the, the Judeo-Christian fundamental. No, religion. no such thing as Judeo-Christian. Uh, uh, nope, sorry. Didn't exist at the time. So what do you want Not the country thing. founded upon? Chris, uh, the they were founded on deism at the at the very least. Deism, uh, Jeff- Je- Jefferson said that the, the United States was. That, that is the Wall State Preservation Return State, Church and State, the Treaty of Tripoli, negotiated by um, Washington, signed by Jefferson, or negotiated by Jefferson, signed by Adams, uh, ratified by the Senate that was made up on founding fathers, clearly states that the United States was in no way founded on a Christian religion. Um, you know, and treaties have the power of law in our country, as is stated by the Constitution. Um, is mostly founded on British law as uh, the base principles, which is how a lot of our court system works, is when we didn't have examples of law, we would use British law cases as precedents. But we should have yeah, 13 seats. We, we, should have, war. we should have 13, <laughs> We should have 13 seats in the Supreme Court because there are 13 federal courts of appeal nationwide. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah, and it's been well, that it, way to it, match before. You're absolutely right, Dan. It wasn't founded as a Christian, but the beliefs of the people that settled here in the beginning were of Christian belief, and the theology that they believed, Some and the doctrines that they believed, were from no the people that landed on the Mayflower. Well, except for, well, except for the Native were, Americans who were already here, the, the, the well, indigenous okay. folks. Except for them, yes, yes, right. they were they were running around worshiping trees. Yes. And the people brought okay, here against the their will, and the people right. who the, the, were left the, because the, they the were not religious folks. enough for Britain, right. Okay, so the people that were not brought, yes. And then the Jews the that were here, really there were Jews here. What, well, how, well, how, what and was the, Jews, the numbers and on Jews that? And Jews were not treated as equal citizens in, in, in many states for, for at least a little bit. Well, neither was the Irish. Neither were the right. Italians. I mean, okay. You know, come on. So, yeah, we, we've had International these problems hazing in the past. International hazing per yeah. generation. 
Every race has, has suffered some sort of discrimination or slavery throughout the world history. And we know some more slavery is wrong. We know. It happens some today. It's happening today. People are but here, but the, th- today the thing is, is that I take a big, I take a big beef with Judeo Christian because it, it is Christians, conservative Christians like to tout the term Judeo Christian when it's convenient to, to throw in the Jews there to, to just, you know, hey, we like the Jews sometimes and then throw us under the bus when they, you know, try and side with the people on the other side of Charlottesville. Um, it's like the said, most anti-Semitic thing they can do because a lot of them, especially the Christian Zionist, which is always funny when they say that, they believe truly that the Jews are going to be the cause of the end of days. So that's really the only reason why they want to be buddy buddies with them is because they're like, yeah, come on, start the end of days. We blame you. We're going to blame you. But come on, hurry up already. Well, they, they so want they want they want Israel to be a state and they want Israel to be a state and, and to be controlled by the Jews, because when the end times come, they need all the Jews to be there so they can die first. And with, with friends like that, um, I don't think that's hard to have any enemies at all. That that's it for a bunch of Christians. It might not be it for you. It might not be it for 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 maybe some people you know. But it's it, I've it's 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 it for a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of I've I've heard people talk about it, and they 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 that, that they've said specifically that that they they want the Jews to be in charge of the Holy Land because when when the end times come and they that they need the the only the only way that the end times can come, uh, and the and the big old apocalypse can come on is 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 when the Jews are in charge of Israel and it all starts there. <clears throat> so, you know. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's biblical. It prophecy. is what it is. You know. Sure. I mean, but, you can't deny you can't deny biblical prophecy. I mean, it has the historical uh, and and inspiration. Well, I can I can I can, I can I can deny Christian biblical policy as a Jew. I don't have to. I, don't, I was not raised to believe in that. You can't you deny that people you? believe the prophecy. I don't have to practice. I did it enough as a kid. I don't need practice anymore. I'm good enough. <laughs> I've, I've done it full enough. It's like so, you can't deny that I am God. Well, yeah, I can deny you're God because you're not God. Oh, well, you can't prove fact. it, though. Sure, I can. You could. can't prove it. How? I, I don't have to prove it. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you just said the you could, right? You're, so you're you going to say that you are you're you're God? Is that what you're going to say? You're going to claim to be God? You can claim to be Could whatever be. you want. I mean, you're free to do that. But it, but the fact of the matter is, is that you can't prove that you're God. It's just as valid as any prophecy. Gonna... How do you figure? Because it's all figure? make believe. When were you foretold? When were you foretold to walk this earth? You're when was tell I me that Jesus did not fulfill? Earth? I was foretold to yeah. walk this earth in September of 1980 when my mom got herself a pregnancy test. I was foretold. Okay. And, since and no, then, it's the whole thing is Aaron. Aaron, Aaron is a deity. Aaron West is a deity because I foretold her yeah. coming when I went in in my uh, nerdy Dan in my nerdy Dan chat because I blew the DJ air horn and then she showed up twice immediately. So. The blowing of the of the of the air horn trumpets and and she came she came into the chat twice, so that was the foretelling of her arrival. So, well, well, clearly, clearly, you have never read the Bible, uh, your okay. caller there, or or yet, or he has not. Mary was not, it, a not a believer. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Bible says she was. She was. Well, well, I if, mean, if you want to look at the well, if you want to look at the terms of the if you want to look at the. Um, at the words that were that is cited by the um, what the Christians refer to as the New Testament, as the the term Alma, which is often referred to as a virgin in the 
in what Christians refer to as the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it was really means young woman and does or maiden. It doesn't mean virgin. There are other terms. Yep. There is another yes. word that means virgin in the in the in the Tanakh, which is what Jews call what you call the Old Testament. And 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 the when Jews call wanted to say virgin, they use the correct word for virgin and, and not Alma. just means aspect of in the aspect of the whole virginal birth thing, Mary was never supposed to have been the virginal born one. Mary was supposed to have been from a virginal birth. Therefore, she would be free from original sin, therefore being her the only possible vessel for the Son of God, the Savior Christ. If she had original sin, she would not be pure enough. Mary didn't have to be a virgin. She just had to be free from original sin, and that was the only way her mother was. The people who read the Bible well, and say they know the Bible somehow can never get that little detail right. If you if you can if you can disprove Isaiah fifty three for me, then then I'll then I'll recognize that you claim to be God because you're not you you didn't fulfill that prophecy that was way before Jesus's time. And that's well, one Jewish, of the Jewish, the Jewish prophecy of of when the Messiah comes requires a lot of things, including the rebuilding of the temple. And the uh, Christian Bible retconned that into a rebuilding of the temple into our souls. Um, so, um, also, who so said I was that, a Christian God? That's that's why that was God. That's why Jews reject that. But let's let's get off the idea of of, yeah. of a theological <laughs> yeah. discussion. We can go on that for the a while. Christian this is supposed to be a political oh, yeah, podcast, a not a religious podcast. So, um, <laughs> well, it was the idea that uh, politics, that uh, our our beliefs are. Are Christian in nature, and that Christians. Well, is well, so although I did, I do have to give credit to Jeff Curry's joke in the chat. So saw a preacher today that always asked me to come Sunday and hold down a pew. I finally said Sundays I eat and trying to hold in a pew. So very good joke. I would I would play the rim shot, but I've stopped using my soundboard. So, but I have to appreciate Jeff Curry's <laughs> joke in the chat. Thank you very much. Um, well, we can bunch. all agree that America is not in a good place right now, and it hasn't been for quite some time. So we're getting away from God in this country, and that's the reason sure, why. But so I don't necessarily we can we can agree that America is not in a good place, but we don't have to necessarily agree that that's the reason why. I don't think that okay. whether or not we're moving our, our distance from our distance from God. I mean, if God exists and is and is an all-encompassing figure, our distance from God never changes. So. Uh, the idea that the idea that you know whether or not I, I think that we are in a worse place when we try to inject God everywhere and every place because by doing so we did things like you know um, you know keeping women marginalized uh, people used God as a justification to keep people enslaved people used God for various nefarious reasons so and and, and that was well, in our history so. God for that. no yeah, I can blame humans I'm blaming humans for that so I so and and yeah. and, and so. So and humans were using God. So I don't think and humans were using God in government to do that. What does God to, to paraphrase Star Trek Five, one of the worst Star Trek movies ever? What does God need with a government? That's why government and God should be completely separate things. You want to worship God? But not. Great, but, but they they are and they should be because they're, they're just, they're, there's no reason to, to government should be what secular. What did, what did the founders say about our Constitution? It's for a, a religious and moral people, and it is wholly inadequate for any other. Am I right or that's wrong? Not, that's not actually – that didn't actually get into the Constitution, though. So, 
No, but that's what the founders said. That's what they, they oh, I forgot who said it. it was Adams or Jefferson. The founders said, also said that a constitution that doesn't change over time is like trying to wear Sorry. pants or a jacket Hamilton. that doesn't fit. It, it's like trying it's to wear the same jacket for 80 years as you gain weight. The, 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 I didn't hear what he said. To paraphrase. The, the separation of church and state is for the church not to be involved. I'm, excuse me. It's not for the government to be involved in the church, but not the church to be involved in the government. That is Gun the point. If you, you read the federal papers, and I am correct. Well, the, 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 the other thing, the other thing that's to be brought up though is is the simple fact that just because just because we did thing for a certain amount of years doesn't mean that it's a good thing. That, that's the appeal to tradition. You know, doing things for even if we did things for the first hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred years of our nation, it doesn't mean that that's the right thing to do. It, 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 you know, okay. because if, if if we if we did things for if we continued to do things just because we did things in the past, we wouldn't have women's suffrage. We would continue to have slavery. Um, I wouldn't be able to vote because I'm a Jew. Um, there'd be lots of things that we that that lots of progress that we wouldn't make because. We we wouldn't make any changes. We, we wouldn't make any advances. Off, are we better off today than we were yesterday? You said you said it yourself that you agreed with me that the country's not heading in the right place. So I, I didn't say we're I didn't say we're not heading in the right place. I just said we're not in a good place. Okay. I, 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 th- I think one of the reasons place. we're not in a good place partially was because of the last guy. So because that's the thing. That. It's so like we I think the last guy harmed president, and when Bush no was president, and before that. <laughs> I had no problem with Obama being president. I think Bush was a better president than Trump. I don't. Really? I, that's, that wow. takes a lot for me to say. Yes, I never thought I would ever say that Bush was a. I, I never thought I would ever say. I never thought that I would ever say that Bush was a better president than anybody, except for maybe Millard Fillmore. Um, I couldn't. Bush stand is a better. Bush. I believe that Bush is a better president than Trump. Absolutely. I couldn't stand Bush. Both of them, actually. Both I can't stand. I can't Trump. stand Bush. But that doesn't mean I like Bush. I just think that Bush is. President like Garfield is a better president than Trump. And by President Garfield, I don't mean back in time when he was president. I mean his corpsicle now. right now would make a better president. Why than Trump. disdain for Trump? I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I just because, I Trump because disdain for everyone. Because he's a racist no, and a rapist and um, uh, and, Phobic. and a horrible person, and he's responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths for COVID. Hundreds of thousands. He's responsible for the COVID death. He's responsible. He, I, I think he's responsible <laughs> he's for action. hundreds of thousands of deaths because of inaction. And be, yeah, because he told Woodward that he downplayed the threat because he likes to sugarcoat things. He always likes to he always likes to make things look better than it is because he likes optics. I mean, I don't know if he used the word optics. I hate the word optics, but you know, that's that's what people like to say. And it is what it is. Thank you. Um, and um, he over twenty dead veterans in the Holyoke Soldiers' Home, less than ten minutes from my house. The there's the issue of him wanting him pushing to stop testing. Now I don't I can't necessarily blame him for not having testing at the start because nobody had testing, but he was worried about the number of positive cases showing up. He didn't want to show positive cases. Now, if we would have had a robust testing program in this country, like where where everybody could get tested and we could have tested everybody all the time, if we would have just had testing available at all times, we could have had surgically precise lockdowns. What I mean by that is, like, we could have had people 
going in, getting tested, getting tested, getting tested, even just spot-checking tests. We could have done spot-check tests and been like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's spot-check these tests, post-check, and, and just, and okay, we're having a flare-up over here. We're gonna, in this city, we're going to shut down this city. This city's going to shut down and all going to work remotely, but this city's fine. They can go into work. And then, but, and then okay, okay, it's spreading over here now. Let's shut down this city. If we would have had a robust testing plan, we could have, we could have worked on, on surgical shutdowns instead of shutting down the entire country. Uh, maybe not at the beginning, but maybe after like the first two weeks, three weeks, month, two months, we could have, and it, once, once we developed tests that worked properly, we could have done that. But instead of, instead of that, implementing that, Trump was more worried about making himself look good because he didn't want to have more cases, as he said in Tulsa. I don't want to, you have more tests, you have more cases, which is probably the dumbest thing that any president has maybe ever said ever. Because out sure, loud. yeah, I mean, out loud, sure. Sure, you're going to reveal more cases because you're going to show them with the tests. Because you're going to show them. But if you don't show that, you're, the, the, the positive cases are still going to be there. You're just not going to know where they are, so you're going to have a much more difficult time fighting the virus. So because of Trump's there are refusal, no virus, there's no viruses found in nature that cause illness or disease for decades. They have been using this microscopic images of cell debris from dead and dying cells for ages, as well as animated uh, images along with bogus, unscientific medical narratives to fool the masses. That you claim that that's this virus. Tell me something. When was when was the microscope invented? Just you, just ask yourself that question, and then look and see when they first came out with the with the first virus. How could they have determined that? It's a lie. It's been you've been duped for so long. The chemical and medical pharmaceutical industries for years have been duped. 1590 was the first the microscope. The scientific method is microscope was invented in 1590. 1590. You're saying the first microscope was invented in 1590. Yes, that according to my, 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 my very quick Google search, the first virus was discovered in eighteen ninety the first virus was discovered so in eighteen ninety two. Well, I hate to break it to you. I, I, I have to look. I have cross-checked. You got better notes than I do because I don't think so. I don't think the first microscope was invented in what fifteen ninety. You said I'm gonna have to yes. look that one up. Boy, you, then you taught me something new tonight. So I'll have to go back and look that up. You duped. I didn't think you were come up with that one, but. I thought it was invented in 1919, uh, it was, 1919. That's what I have down what, what, through my uh, research. But I could be wrong then. I'll look. Two you Dutch spectacle makers, times. father and son team Hans and Zacharias Jansen, create the first microscope in 1590. That's the history of microscopes. And before the microscope, microscope was in, uh, invented, the notion of either bacteria or virus-like something, little microbes, had been long theorized and proven just not distinguished because of the use of beakers, burners, and sealing things, and essentially the idea that notions that disease could spread by air, but not by smell, which is why they had those stupid masks on, but that there's actually a living organism. And they did that by having a little curly tube that went up and down, and then they had the boiling water. They boiled the water in one, and the other one that left it exposed, stuff grew in the one that was exposed. That's how they started well, posted, theorizing. 
I posted in the chat room a podcast show I did a couple years ago where I called the Long Beach, California Health Department, and I got the guy on there on the phone to openly admit that it was a scam and it was a lie. And about the vaccine, every, we got a 35-minute conversation, and I got that guy. It, he admitted to everything. I mean, go you back sure and listen to it. It's a lie. Go? <laughs> no, I doubt it. He, he didn't know okay, I was calling you, from a podcast my grandfather show. Was, um, <laughs> my grandfather was a NASA, right? Now, he is a rocket – was. He was a rocket scientist. He designed rockets. He was an aerospace engineer. Uh, he knew all about all sorts of physics and all that fun stuff. And this one time, I was a little kid, and he encountered somebody who told him, matter-of-factly, that the moon landing was false. So my grandfather pulled out his credentials, basically said, hey, listen, I'm actually – I work with NASA designing rockets. And guess what? You are absolutely 100% correct. And then he led the guy on. He told him about, yeah, oh, yeah, no, no, we didn't have the technology to land on the moon. He gave all these reasons we couldn't have landed on the moon. And as the guy's eating into it, and he's eating into it, and he's eating into it, and he said, should I tell you what, what really happened? He was like, yeah, 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 I want to know. He's like, I don't know if I should tell you, but uh, listen, uh, we, we filmed the whole thing on a soundstage on Mars. On Mars. <laughs> and the dude should be. But they proved, though, that they, they didn't land on the moon, something. though. What? Yeah, but, but, okay, so what we did, it was a joke. But, but the idea Joseph. is, if somebody's in for a place of yes. authority, that doesn't mean they're necessarily telling the truth or correct. Joseph, I when understand. did you think I that understand. the first microscope was created? Uh, I was. Uh, I think. I think it. I'm going by memory from when I researched this. So uh, I think it was 1919. I could be wrong. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not in, in this one website that says the history of microscopy. In 1931, the first electron microscope is made, but I'm not seeing anything with 1919. So okay, so first, uh, it could be it could be thirties. I heard that too once. I think thirties, but I didn't want to say that. It was 1931. They stopped using light and transmitting electrons. Yes, so it was not 1913. It was 1931. You had the three and the one backwards. Okay. It's oh, okay. I'm getting the federal reserve. Uh, I don't believe in dog either. Okay. <laughs> um, so like in 1665, 1665, English physicist Robert Hooke publishes Micrographia, in which he coins the term cells when describing tissue. The book includes drawings of hairs and a nettle and the honeycomb structure of a cork. He used a single, a simple single lens microscope illuminated by a candle in 1665, uh, 1676, living cells first seen. Um, Antoine Van, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, builds a simple microscope with one lens to examine blood, yeast, and insects. He's the first to describe cells and bacteria. He invents new methods for making lenses that allows for magnifications up to 270 times. Um, 1974. Well, how could they just detect a virus then? How could they have done that? Was it, if it was invented in 1931, how could they do that? And, uh, but, the first virus but, but, was. Uh, but the virus, you don't need an electron microscope to detect a virus. It's just easier. You don't. To electron electron microscope gets down to the level of the atom. You don't need it. You, you don't need. Uh, electron microscopes are needed to see atoms. Viruses are much larger than atoms. Viruses are made up of multiple I, cells. I thought that you would have need a microscope to see these uh, these viruses. You need a microscope, but, you, know, but you don't. You don't need an electron microscope. You can see uh, Ebola with a regular microscope, good enough high-powered non-electron microscope. You can see Ebola. That's a, and that's a filovirus, which is a very very primitive type of virus. It's in the very similar family you know, of Marburg. We, we've had this discussion in the past, Dan, and I know you brought up the Fourteenth Amendment earlier, but I just you know ask anyone out there to look up. United States, uh, USC 28, Section 3002, Subsection 15A, where it states... Say that again. Say that again. Let me type it. USC what? USC 
section 3002, section 28, subsection 15A. Okay, and 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 you and it says right there about the Fourteenth Amendment and the de facto United States is a corporation. And if we're a corporation, a cor- look up, you know, I mean, it's, how can we be a corporation? In Washington D.C. then, in a corporation, is Walmart when they change aisle ten from nine? Does it affect you? No. Does anything a corporation does affect you directly? No. It's not supposed to, right? So, it, again, Washington, D.C. is a corporation. That is a huge, huge thing to understand. You know they weren't talking about, like, CEOs and stock market corporations, right? Like, corporation is a, a group. Like, it, it it has multiple meanings. No, not not, corpor- <laughs> not the way this is determined and, and talked about. No. No, it has the meaning what it has. When was the, the first business corporation? Oh, I don't know. Okay, when when was the first corporation in America? The first, well, are you talking about the first business that uh, became a corporation? I don't know. Was it Ford maybe? I don't know. Boston Manufacturing Co. in 1813. Okay. That's but what's that got to do with the United States being a corporation? Because that's a business corporation, and what a business does can and does affect people and is still under the scrutiny of the law. But a corp- the, the, the 14th Amendment, using the word corporation, does not mean the same as a bank or a Walmart. It means de facto. We're de facto. We're not a de jure. This government, we were founded as a government for the Constitution Republic of the United States of America. We were a de jure form of government. A municipal so, uh, corporation, a group of people elected to govern a city, town, or borough. Okay. Not city, a country. town, or borough. Not a country. Yeah. That's, uh, right? that's from Oxford. So the entire country being a corporation, uh, that's not what that means. It's not. Washington, D.C. is. Washington, D.C. is a corporation. And Washington, D.C. A, governs, is supposed to govern what the rest of the country, because you guys say the federal government. D.C. doesn't right? govern. The, the, the borough of D.C. does not govern the people who are inside D.C., who are the lawmakers, duly elected through all the states, they go to D.C. That is where they reside, but they are not of D.C. Massachusetts senators still got to live in Massachusetts. They have to have a residence in Massachusetts. They have a residence in D.C. because they go there. That's where they make the laws. But that is not the same as D.C. making a thing. Listen, if I, had a, uh, if I had a club, if I had the Liberal Dan fan club, and we made official Patreon policies of what patrons are going to get what rewards and all that stuff, and we hold our meeting inside uh, Walmart in Chicopee, Massachusetts, for example, we hold our, our meetings there. Chicopee, Massachusetts, Walmart as a corporation is not governing the Liberal Dan patron. It is the people who are going to there who are governing it. 
there's a there's a difference. DC isn't making the laws. The laws are being made in the location of DC. They could pick up the Congress building, not literally, but they could pick that up. They could make another one. They could build that in, I don't know, Cincinnati, for example. They could build it in Cincinnati. Would Cincinnati be governing our nation? No, it's the same people. Yeah, but exactly. D.C. isn't making the laws. D.C., whether or not D.C. is a corporation or not, meaning a municipal corporation, a group of people elected, the, the, the corporation of D.C. is not the same as the, the people making the federal laws. D.C. has the, the, the powers to create their own laws that affect them, although weirdly enough, they don't get a vote. Um, How could they the when they're not government. even a state, when it's not even a state? Why do they hold yeah, so much power? The reason there, why they're not a state has to do more with neutral ground. Not putting another state's interest above another. They are separate in that way. That it's like, it's like holding a meeting uh, of multiple countries. It's like it would be like if NATO had a meeting in international waters out in the open and a neutral ground area. I mean, that's what NATO, the area of NATO, is supposed to be anyways. The building, neutral ground. That's that's the whole thing. So that when laws are made in people. In the, the the elected people in D.C., they're, they're going to D.C. to make those laws. They're not making the laws with only the state of Maryland in, in mind. The, these laws that they're passing are not for Maryland. It's for the country. It's for their constituents. It's for their individual states. So it's that's why they're not – they are, but they aren't, like you say. Like they're, they're not – you know, we're, there's we're a reason. We're a constitutional republic, though. You know what I mean? We're not a democracy. A democracy is two wolves and a sheep voting on what's for dinner. That means the majority always wins. How could the minority ever receive any rights or, or appeal to the majority? The majority would always quash the We are supposed the, uh, to be a republic. Minority. Exactly, but we're not. We're not. We are, unfortunately, War. a capitalist democracy, and the United States was never founded on capitalism either, oddly enough. That's, that's right. A, that's another can of worms. Yeah, and, and see, we've lost our history. The world. We've lost our way. We've lost our way. Anyway. Until we fix that, we can't. We can't fix this country until we fix that. If you look at the Emergency Powers Act of 1933, the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, all this is unconstitutional. I mean, you have to look at Everyone says it's a conspiracy theory or a hidden agenda and you're, you know, you're nuts or whatever. But if you look at history and you look at the documentation of it, it's true. It's there. So why is it? And then you'll see why we're in the situation we're in, why we can't control of our economy. Why is there this inflation, deflation all the time? Federal Reserve controls our economy, unconstitutional. They have no right to coin money. Only our United States Treasury has the right to coin money. The private invested interest of Wall Street is actually a much bigger impact to all of that. In fact, I blame the Dodge brothers specifically because when Henry Ford and the Ford Motor Co. made record-breaking profits, Henry Ford, bigoted piece of garbage though he was, inspiration to Hitler though he was, Henry Ford wanted to turn around and give his employees massive pay raises. He wanted to make cheaper cars. He's like, we're making so much money, we can make these cars cheaper. It'll be better for the American people. It'll be better for the public. If our employees are paid better, they'll be happier. Things will be better all around, and I'll get to make more money off of it because people will have some more money. The Dodge brothers, who are minority stockholders, sued the Ford Corporation, and the court said, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to side with Dodge on this one. That, <clears throat> that uh, Ford's, Ford, is, they, they are obligated 
to be their their duty and responsibility is to the stockholders, not their not their employees, not the public, not the people in the town that Ford Motors was in, but to the stockholders only. And that set a precedent that from then on, all decisions financially were basically based upon, which is the almighty me, the almighty dollar, the almighty corporation. That's where it all started going downhill. Whether or not the Fed can mint or not mint money, that's an authority that was either given or not given. That's a whole other separate can of worms. Whether or not the Fed is minting money or not has far little implication as the international trade policies of corporations that are lining the politics, uh, the pockets of politicians, the heavy lobbying, the, the, the fact that Citizens United is even a thing. I'm sorry, but unless Walmart can go to jail, Walmart shouldn't be able to vote. Well, there you have it. I mean, you have to look at the Treaty of Paris. Look at that. I mean, uh, look at these other founding documents that we have. We have to go back. We're not a republic anymore. Simple as that. And and you basically agreed with me pretty much. I mean, if you look at the founding documents, what are our founding documents of this country? We, we don't live by those anymore. We don't live by the Northwest Ordinance Act, the Articles of Confederation, the Articles of Association 1774, the Jay Treaty of 1794. Uh, we don't uh, live by know, the Second that, Amendment anymore either. It, we don't live by any, mostly most of the Constitution because our country was hijacked through the Acts of 1871, Reconstruction Acts, and then after that, it's gone downhill for a long time. There are people, people who actually think that the Second Amendment means the right to individually own, which is funny because usually the constitutional purists will go, oh, you got to look at the exact words. But I want you to look at the Constitution look how many times the word own or ownership is specifically used. It is very, very, very specific in its usage, and it is not ever used in the second. The only the, – the biggest, the biggest fraud pulled on the American people was the decision of the placement of the comma, changing the connotation based upon what the comma means today – well, then anyways, in the 1970s. What, what the comma meant then and implied that backwards, retroactively, to how the, the comma was used in the writing style of the English of the time. Because in the English of the time, the qualifying statement of that comma was actually saying that the rights of the uh, militias should not be infringed. The, the comma, that, that whole shall not be infringed, that was still in reference to the previous statement of the militias not the people. Now, some people say, oh, but the militia is made up of the people. Yes, you can be a member of a militia, but that when you're a member, you're still not owning. When they had militias, when they had state militias, those militias, they either brought their own guns, but there was no guarantee to own. There's no guarantee to well, own Well, how did car. they get their own guns if there's no guarantee? And you have to look at the Articles of Confederation. You can own, but that doesn't mean it's guaranteed. You can own a car. It's not guaranteed. I think someone in the chat just called, this, just called their it. shot there. Anyway, let, let's yeah. let's let's roll back to a couple of things I wanted to point out because I'll let y'all let y'all sure. have at it for a second. Um, talking about the, um, the 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 Federal Reserve, you said the Federal Reserve doesn't have the power to, to to coin anything. I would argue the fact that simply yes, Congress does have the power to to, to coin anything, but power also has the power to regulate. The power if Congress wants to regulate you know, or delegate the powers to whoever they want to delegate, says we're going to regulate. We're going to delegate this power. This, this is going to be the people be the people who do it. That Congress can say this is this is going to be the people who do it. So if Congress says, okay, we're going to delegate to this, we're going to de- delegate to that, it's going to be this committee or that committee or this entity or that entity, then Congress can create the law to, to do that, and that and Congress has the power to create such laws to do that. So so the idea that there's some big conspiracy over oh the Federal Reserve is, is this that the other, you know, I'm 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 at least glad you didn't bring up Rothschild this time. 
Um, <laughs> see, what, what was the oh, oh the second second point I was gonna make? I had a third point to make that that I was that I was looking up real quick, but uh, what was the second point I was gonna make? Uh, shoot. Um, what was the other thing you're all talking about? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, much, much. <laughs> I know. Uh, second, I'll, I'll, I'll remember it. I'll remember two. I'll remember two seconds after we end the podcast. I'll be like, "Oh, that was the other point I wanted to make." Gosh darn it. Um, anyway, but back to the back to the virus thing. Um, back to the other thing. You know, there there were some of the viruses that it did exist. You know, I didn't want to roll back to the virus thing. Some of the viruses that exist are too small to be seen by light microscopes. Some of the viruses that exist only can be seen by electron microscope microscopes. And one of the things I do want to point out when it, when it comes to the whole thing is there's the whole thing called scientific theory. Uh, scientific theory does basically. Uh, such as I said, you can you can posit the existence of things by by scientific tests and basically by saying, hey, you know, we're, we're going to uh, suggest that these things exist because, you know, by the process of elimination. So, okay, well, these th- we're going to say, okay, well, these this thing must exist because by eliminating all the other all the other pill- all the other possibilities, these other things must be true. So, uh, Groovejack, no, it wasn't corporations. Um, what was it? So, so yeah, so sure. Like for example, according to this this article, first human to be virus to be identified was the yellow fever dot virus. It was it was found in 1881. Uh, Cuban physician first conducted and published research that indicated mosquitoes were carrying the cause of yellow fever. So they didn't necessarily see the virus, but they determined he determined that the mosquitoes were carrying the cause of yellow fever. Theory proved in 1900 by the commission headed by Walter Reed during 1901 and 1902. Uh, they organized the destruction of mosquitoes breeding habitats in Cuba, which dramatically reduced the prevalence of the disease. Uh, Gorgas later organized the elimination of mosquitoes from Panama, which allowed the Panama Canal to be opened in 1914. The virus was finally isolated in 1932, who went on to develop a successful vaccine. So we can determine that viruses exist. We can determine that that these that these that a sickness can exist without actually seeing the sickness by determining that there is a that that we were getting sick because of a, a specific animal or like, like the mosquito that's giving this disease to us. And that by eliminating the mosquito, we're no longer getting sick. And as such, it must be the mosquito that's causing this disease. And as such by the scientific method, therefore they must be giving us something that we must not be visible to our detection methods at this point. And then at some point, the detection methods did exist to then see it, and then, and as such, we proved that it exists, and that's how science works. So, like for example, many many you know people, you, you, many scientists will come up with some sort of theory, you know, to come up with okay, well the the why does an apple fall, like Newton for example, and then we're going to figure out why it falls, and then do tests and determine okay it falls because of this well you know okay well it's gravity well why does gravity happen well you we don't necessarily didn't actually know at that time but we know gravity exists so there you go so and then we did try to along determine and kick newton's y in the pants and then after that well, hawkins came well, around well, but, and well, kicked well, einstein's well, y in the pants <laughs> well einstein didn't necessarily prove make newton wrong he just Einstein yeah, just, he just said the just, why was wasn't accurate enough. Like we didn't have enough information. Right, it wasn't accurate enough. It was it was accurate enough yeah. for like you know regular and everyday stuff. But it but it didn't but like Newton's um, Newton didn't didn't uh, figure out the perihelion shift of Mercury, for example. So Einstein yeah. had to figure out why that wasn't right. But then Einstein's theory didn't figure out why 
you know, microscopic small things. Relativity didn't really work didn't. the way he thought, but it really, really close, and we kept narrowing it down. Right. So, so, so you have all of these things, and and so, but as 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 we go on, and as we discover things, and as we determine things, you know, that that are new, we learn these all these great new wonderful things via science, and that that's 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 why. I trust science so that when a, so, so when a scientist or when, when somebody who studies viruses and, and, you know, pandemics and, you know, like a Dr. Fauci comes around and says, you know, hey, we should probably do X, Y, and Z, you know, to, to protect ourselves from this virus. I'm more likely to believe that person than somebody with a podcast on the Internet. Be it, be it you or anybody else or, or some political person with, with some other, you know, objective. And then if that person later comes on and says, oh, by the way, you know, some of the, some of the initial data that we collected and some of the assumptions that we made off that initial data that we collected um, was proven to be a little bit off because we collected some initial data. And, some of that, and so now we've, we're changing our, our recommendations some because now we've collected some additional data. And so now we're changing our recommendations based on that new data. It doesn't mean that they're a quack. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that they lied. It means that they're but still then, following the scientific method. It still means that they're still. Then, Fa- Fauci did yes. make one dangerous, dangerous, dumb mistake, really dangerous mistake. Which is? He presumed that the intelligence and uh, compassion and rational of the American people was at least base level good. Well, there's that. But <laughs> he was too honest, and he assumed that people would be able to understand that. I, I think that's that, that was the dangerous assumption that people would. Well, uh, like at the, well, like at the time, you know, there's something that was taken off, you know, incorrectly by a lot of the people from one of his initial emails. Like for example, one of his initial emails, uh, he was urging people to not use, um, not use the surgical masks or whatever. He was urging them to not use them, not because they wouldn't work, but because he wanted them to or he wanted them or not use the, N- the, the N95 masks, not because they wouldn't work, but, but because he wasn't sure. Um, he, wanted, he wanted to make sure that the hospital staffs and the first responders would have enough N95 masks so that they could protect themselves and the other people working as first responders. And he wasn't yet sure of the efficacy that, of wearing masks to protect the wearer or the people around themselves, but he also posited that it might potentially help them but we don't know at this time and then at some point and then he wasn't aware of the exact efficacy of the masks either like that's the thing he's a scientist he won't say no this doesn't work or yes this definitely does work he'll give you all these possibles and you know well we haven't really ascertained the exact amount and people took that as he didn't know but we do know they work because the tv show shits creek (laughs) but but then but then once but people took that his initial thing is like you know people took as i don't know if masks don't work as masks don't work and then once he came out yeah. later on and said, oh, well, people should now start wearing masks because I've, now there's data that shows that masks do prevent the spread of the virus from others, yeah. for, from, from, from transferring from one to the work. other. And then, and then people said, oh, well, well, now he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's flip-flopping. Now he's, he said not to use it. Now he's saying that he does work. And then, no, he's now changing his, 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 he's now changing his mind based off of new evidence. But, We've had time to examining the results that masks work for this particular virus, whereas sometimes masks are less effective based on the method of transmission and how they're worn, and other times masks are more effective based on the method of transmission and how it's worn, and we, we weren't sure. But right. uh, in the show Ships Creek, when Alexis gets sick, 
this is well before COVID, she's wearing a mask because it was common sense and common knowledge well before the pandemic that if you're sick, wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of any disease. And it was just a, a good thing to do as a general practice. Um, it, it wasn't really until the politicizing of COVID through the, uh, the, the Trump era and the, the cult of personality that suddenly... Well, the other problem, ooh, and the other problem is, is that is that is that a lot of people just automatically assumed that wearing a mask was to protect you, regardless of what anybody else said, that they just thought, oh, wearing a mask is to protect the wearer and nobody else, when in reality, wearing a mask really was just about protecting people around you and to expect half of this country to worry about what other people, you know, worrying about other people was, was a big ask. Um, the downside you know, of American exceptionalism. Cultural, culturally speaking, you know, you know, Japan has a speed on that because, you know, when, when people in Japan get sick, they automatically wear a mask because they automatically understand that if they don't want to get anybody else sick, so they will wear the mask. So they will. We also come from a country where culturally, if we get sick, we still go to work. Right. A, because we don't have any sick time. B, because we're expected. C, because we're going to be punished if we don't go. So we're expected to just go and get sick. The and most, that's part of life and getting your friends and family sick. That's just part of it. I beg any of you out there, if you want to learn about all this stuff, and I'm, I'm really, this is the best documentary I've ever seen. It's 12 hours long. Europa, The Last Battle. It explains in details everything and a lot of the things we talked about here tonight. So, I mean, it gives you the facts, cross-reference, like I said. It gives you the opportunity to look up the information for yourself to see that they're telling the truth. So, I mean, if you're interested in seeking truth, I would say that's the best documentary. I would, say if you're interested in seeking truth. Truth I would say if you're interested in seeking truth, you should subscribe to Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube so you could come to the podcast every Wednesday <laughs> at 10 right, Central. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, no, All Dan, right. Dan, that's not enough. Okay, you also got to be a patron because only the Liberal Dan patrons get the truth beam directly from the Jewish space laser into their minds to unlock the true, true. truth. And that's, that's true, the true. patron level, uh, level two benefit right there. Absolutely. Fact, you can't prove it wrong. Exactly. Well, and I still can't remember the I still can't remember the third thing that I wanted to say. I'm trying to think of it, it was the virus thing. Oh, you it got was me, the, you actually want, got me wondering. <laughs> it was the virus thing. It was the um, virus, the Fed, the money. It was the virus the thing. The the Fed. It was the math thing. It was the virus thing. It was the Fed thing. It was the good night, Aaron. Fourteenth um, Amendment. Let me scroll up in the chat. Maybe somebody in the chat was mentioning it, and, and, and I think somebody in the chat might have mentioned something about it. Let's see. Um, do, 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 You're just going to have a bunch of comments about how gorgeous I sound. Well, that's obvious. I mean... Yeah. Do, 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 do. Polio AIDS? No. Maybe something with corporations? I don't know. No. Corporations, religion, whether or not the United States counted as a corporation. Oh, yes. There it is. There it is. I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay. Constitutional republics. Uh, Someone else else did mention it in the the chat as well. Um, I knew somebody else probably did it. Um, So thank you for mentioning it in the chat as well. I didn't see it in the chat, but somebody else did mention it in the chat. Um, Yes. We are a constitutional republic. Uh, the Constitution does say that we are a republican form of government. But the Republican forms of government, we are a republican form of government where our representatives are democratically elected. Our constitutional republic is a form of democracy. 
Uh, we democratically elect the electors who technically pick the president. We democratically elect our congressmen. We now democratically elect our senators. Um, we didn't used to, but the reason we now do is because of the corruption that was involved in the states picking our senators. Where is democracy um, mentioned anywhere we, in the Constitution? We, it, it, it's not, but we still, but it, it's de facto that's how we do. It, it, it's how we de facto elect everybody. We elect everybody democratically. We elect our representatives that well. I would say we are we elect our senators more democratically than we elect our congressmen because currently our congressmen in many instances are are not elected as democratically as they should be because and that's a whole other show that we don't have time for uh, because of the fact of gerrymandering and because we don't we no longer actually follow even what the founders want us to do, wanted us to do because we don't we don't apportion properly. Um, you know, we, we, if we apportioned properly, we'd have at least a hundred more seats in the House. Um, because and and we, we probably would probably want to have a lot more seats than that, um, because um, you know the, the, and the difference and also the difference between and, and our we allowed our states to be the, the difference in population size between our states to become too big as well. Like during when the when the country was founded, we had uh, the difference in in population, including the ridiculousness of counting black people as three fifths of a person. Uh, if you if you include that figure, if you include that calculation in it, the difference between, I think, Rhode Island and Virginia, which was the smallest of the biggest state, was maybe like 11 times. Now, the difference between Wyoming and um, California is almost 70 something times as big. And I would love to be able to like have a time machine that would get Thomas Jefferson like right in his deathbed, like right before he dies, if no one else is around, to be able to pull him up into the future. And be able to and just be able to ask him a whole bunch of questions and then send him back right as he dies so that he doesn't know we can't affect the timeline at all. And so we can be able to ask him, a whole, what would what do you think about these things? And one of the things I would ask him is, is about the Second Amendment and about, you know, automatic guns that can fire out X amount of, you know, pieces. I mean, X amount of bullets a minute. Another thing I would ask him about is what do you think about the fact that we have a state that's of 500,000 people versus a state that has 40 million people. Do you think that the Senate still yeah, is, interesting. Is, yeah. is, is, we still have a Senate that's that, that, that has a state that has that much representation in the Senate. Should we have allowed also, that small of a state in the union? So what's um, uh, the whole point of the second amendment to uh, allow for the, to prevent the tyrannical takeover of a government, right? So I believe anybody that believes in the Second Amendment and the foundation basis of preventing a tyrannical government from taking over uh, needs to learn how tanks work. <laughs> well, they need to. Uh, how about a, how about an A10 warthog with nuclear with uh, nuclear uh, with uh, depleted uranium tipped shells? I mean, that's not going to do really well against your AR-15. Um, or yeah, if he's not going to do really well in that, I would say scratch that, reverse it, as Willy Wonka would say. Um, Why else would they have the castle doctrine then? You know, if it wasn't for about protecting your home, surely it must have. That was included in their thoughts. Well, I mean, yeah, I I was just being facetious with that. Right, but anyway, but anyway, so yeah, Uh, yeah, you know, we are a constitutional republic. The constitutional republic is a form, is a type and form of a democratic type of government but i will say that the having the senate is absolutely anti-democratic it's not a very democratic body um the house is supposed to be the house the senate is not a democratic body but the way we elect senators is more democratic than the way we elect the house because of gerrymandering the house is a more democratic body 
in and of itself is, is, is more representative of the people as a whole, or at least it's supposed to be, but because of gerrymandering, it tends to not be because in states like Louisiana and like Alabama, which I guess, let me get your last opinion on this because we have four minutes before I have to hang up, at least on the blog right. talk radio part. Um, what do you think about Alabama not following the Supreme Court ruling that they have to draw a second district because their uh, their gerrymandering is illegal and violates the requirements of the Voting Rights Act? Well, we had that conversation in the beginning about states' rights, even though it's you know you said state powers. So I, I hey, I'm all for uh, the state sticking up for itself. What the people well, want in that state. But the state doesn't have the power to violate the, the to violate equal protection under the law. The state the state is violating equal protection under the law by uh, by uh, by by drawing its districts in such a way to delete the power of the voting population. Um, if it's unconstitutional, if it's unconstitutional, then they do have that power. Anything that conflicts with the Constitution should be null and void. But if it, I don't know. I, it's just I, I think that it. it there, I, I believe they're acting in a lawless way. The House of Representatives is supposed to be representative of the people, and the way that Alabama has drawn their districts is not representative of the people. The way that Louisiana has drawn their districts is not representative of the people, and the House of Representatives is supposed to be representative of the people, right? Yeah, Isn't who drew it, off the district right. then? Who did it? Was it the people's choice, or the, was it the, the, the Republicans the in the in the House in in, the, in their legislators vote, voted through their districts and drew the districts in such a way to reduce the voting power of their political enemies? They didn't do it exactly. in a way to, so to make sure. Wrong. Okay, so so and that's why the Supreme Court ruled against them, and so they're supposed to so they're supposed to redraw their districts, and they're refusing to do so. So isn't okay. it the responsibility of the federal yeah. government to tell them to, that they need to redraw them? Like I said, it has to be, you know, if it's conflicting with anything, the state constitution or federal constitution, you're getting into another, you know, a, a, a sticky, wicked type of situation where it would have to be up to the people. And if the people want that, then the people should get it. I believe in what the people want. So if the people, you know, if the people say yes, then yes. If people say no, then no. It's up to the people of that state. Well, I don't, but the people of the state, if the people of the state, via the power that they have via the government, via the 10th Amendment, still don't have the authority to violate the Constitution. Now, we're going to stay 90 seconds. I, I, I'm going to see if they allow you to still stay on the phone past the okay. three hours. So we're going to, we're, we'll see if you can hang on. But I want to, so, If not, so, it was a good show. Yeah, if, if not, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm still able to go past the three hours. And, and, and I can still play the outro even after I go past the three hours. I just don't know if it's going to hang up on you. Um, All right. But the, the, my <laughs> point is, is that regardless of, of, of the fact that, you know, yes, we, we, all, we agree that the Constitution grants the states the powers that the federal government doesn't have. We agree that then the people and the people can, via whatever the powers that the states grant the people to be able to do so via ballot initiatives or via electing the representatives or what have you do have the ability to pass whatever laws they can that they have via the 10th amendment. Um, but they don't have this power because, you know, that they, they, they have to do so under the, under the rules of the constitution. Like for example, you know, states have the power to, you know, define marriage for example, but they don't have the power to define marriage in a way that denies people equal protection under the law, which is why. Why not put it on uh, the ballot? Why not put it on the ballot? Be, 
because because you can't shouldn't put rights on the ballot because you can't like for marriage like you can't put anything on a ballot that denies people equal protection under the law because if you if you put on a ballot something that would deny people equal protection under the law that would automatically become unconstitutional. Let's see, are you still there? Okay, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're still you're there. Right. So we we can still go past. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is that okay. so? So while states so while states have the authority to like define marriage and states have the ability to you know, regulate, you know, like abortion clinics, for example, but they shouldn't be able to have the ability to regulate abortion clinics in violation of the Constitution. Now, before Roe v. Wade was overturned and Dobbs was passed, um, the, the, the current uh, judicial precedent was that, you know, there were certain constitutional rights that existed that allowed an individual to have body autonomy so that states couldn't pass laws that were in violation of those um, rights that existed. Uh, now, I don't think, the, I don't think Roe stated anything about the Ninth Amendment, but they just, again, just to go back to the Ninth Amendment, just because something isn't listed as a right, it doesn't mean it's a right retained, because again, as I think it was Madison that stated, because Madison didn't like the Bill of Rights, not that he didn't like rights, but because he didn't like the idea that we should be enumerating rights, because he was, I guess, repulsed by the idea that we should have to enumerate rights, because he would think that all rights should be considered natural. Like government should be saying, here are your rights. So in order to justify that, the ha- listing these rights that everybody felt were important to list, like, you know, the right to free speech, yeah, the right no, to, freedom, to you. practice your own religion, yeah. um, the right to practice your own religion and stuff like that. Um, he that, you know, they're like, well, let's make sure to have the ninth in there to say, look, this is not an exhaustive list of rights that people have. So, but unfortunately that's, that's, as I said, it's the redheaded stepchild of the, of the amendments because people want to say, well, it's not, it's not listed as right. So therefore it's not a right. That doesn't, that, that, that's not, that's a false statement. It's a bad argument. So anywho. Um, <laughs> so anyway, well, so, I, mean, so we, I, I guess I'm going to have to take your side on this. I'd say they're wrong. You'll say, you're going to say that Alabama is wrong and that they should redraw the districts. No, they shouldn't redraw the districts. They shouldn't. Why? Well, I thought you, that, but you should agree with not my. I'm saying that they should redraw the districts. That's my statement. That oh, okay. Alabama no, should I'm, redraw. Oh, okay. So I'm confused now. You got flip flip flop here. So you're saying the Democrats don't want the districts redrawn, right? No, no, no. Saying? I'm saying that, no. The, no, the, the the Republicans in the state of Alabama drew of the seven districts that exist in Alabama, they drew one district that's all that that's like a completely black majority district, and they just shoved okay. all the black people into one district. And the Supreme Court said that was the way that you drew the districts was unconstitutional because you specifically shoved all the black people into one district, thus diluting the the voting power of black people in your state. So therefore, you're now required to go redraw your districts and to be able to have two because you should have two because of the population of your state. Then, yeah, I agree. They need to redo, redraw. They need to redo it. Yes. So the Republicans were told that they need to redraw the district, and the Republicans yeah. are fighting that, and they're and they're no, refusing they're to redraw the district. So you're you're agreeing well, with me wrong. that the Republicans are wrong. Yes. Yes, I'm agreeing Good. with you. Yes, 100 percent. We agree. Yes, we ended yep. the show on an agree. We ended we ended the discussion on an agreement. I always like to There's end the show. With with an agreement, with that's one of the reasons that I like to have this show is because we can have an intelligent discussion, we can have a discussion with people on the other side of the aisle, and we can find parts of agreement. And look, 
you're a very conservative guy. You're a very, very conservative guy. You're, you're probably one of the most conservative people that I have on regularly on the show. And it, we're agreeing on that. So if we can agree yeah. on that, every, I think many, many, many more people should agree on that. Which is one of the reasons why I'm being 100% honest with you from the heart. I I do agree with you on that. Which is which is which is one reason which which is why look there are a lot of people out there who are conservatives who are just who are who are political hack conservatives, you know who who are always going to be who are who are always going to be conservatives before ideals. And that's wrong. And 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 I, I can because. Of the of the times that we've agreed, and because of specifically this one, where look, you know, I don't think you're a hack. I think I think I we I think we disagree on a lot, and that's fine. But I'm glad that we agree oh, yeah, on that. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's awesome, and I'm and I'm glad I'm glad we yeah, can come yeah, to yeah. that agreement. So it's it's awesome. Anyway. Yeah. So. Anything? When's when's your show normally come on, or do you have a regular set time, or is it just whenever? Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Uh, 7 p.m. on Tuesdays, uh, 7 p.m. East, and uh, restoring our republic on Black Talk Radio. Well, cool. Thank you very. Thank you for calling in. Appreciate you being on for such and yeah, so long. I'm glad I finally got my my uh, my uh, microphone situation set up, and uh, I appreciate I appreciate the the good Thanks conversation. I'm. Yeah, that, huh? yeah. Thanks to your caller and everybody in your chat too. I appreciate even the ones there that hate me, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, and, uh, you be safe out there. All right, thank you. You have a good one. Have a good night. All right. Bye. And everybody in chat, I, I again, I know it drives y'all crazy that I have people on my show that I that I disagree. Uh, look, I and look. You, you, Benny Loki, you say not to plug him, but I, uh, hey, he's willing to have an honest, good, non-name-calling discussion about the issues with me. And we'll disagree on stuff. Sometimes he rattles my nerves when he brings up some of the stuff, but he hasn't in a while, which is good. And when I'm able, I'm, and sometimes... You know, I'm able to find, I think I've changed his mind on a couple of things. I think, you know, even today, I, I, I brought up points that made him think and made him say, well, that's a good point And that's an interesting point. I think I, I'm able to make him think, um, you know, and sometimes he said things that have made me have to, you know, can think about my, my stances too. He challenges me on my stances and, and I like to be challenges on my stance because if I can't justify my stances, if, he, if, if I'm challenged, if I'm given a good argument, I can't challenge my stance, then, then what good am I as a host? I have to be able to, I can't just take softball questions. I want to be able to, if I get a good hard question, I want to be able to answer it right. I want to be able to do it. And, and if I can't answer it now, I'll go back and I'll research it. And I'll come back next week and we'll talk about it next week. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll either, and I'll, and I'll come up with it either an answer. I'll research it. <clears throat> so I want the hard questions asked to me so I can, so I can come back at it. And then I want to be able to eventually come around. And the only way that we can eventually come together as a country, if we're ever going to come together as a country, is if we're ever going to do that, is if, we're going to, if, is if we can find some parts of agreement. Because that's the only way you're going to build any sort of bridge, is you have to get that one hook there first. If you can get one hook first, you can work on making more. 
but if you can't if you can't make that one hook, it'll never work. And I firmly believe on that. That and see Kim Chi, he did not accede to one fact of reality, you agree to immorality. He refused to even consider that he's wrong. Even when you correct him. Look, and but that but and that's okay that he's not there yet, right? But he, but see, I don't think at the beginning of at the beginning of the conversation, when I was discussing the Alabama thing, he wasn't with me. That's the thing. He wasn't when I asked him the first question. He went with the state should have the power and the authority to make their own districts. That's where he started at uh, 15 minutes ago. 15 minutes ago, he he was at they should have the authority to draw their own districts. 15 minutes later, he agreed with me that Alabama should have to redraw its own districts because the way they redrew their districts was wrong and they're, and, they're, and they're in violation of the Constitution by not doing so. So I literally changed his mind in 15 minutes. I mean, you can play it back. That's what happened. And to quote Obama after he made his three-pointer at the, in, in, the, in, the bas- in the gym, that's what I do. Um... Now today, now you, now Kim, you might say you didn't ask good questions today. That's, that's you know that's fine, but I, I think in the past he has challenged me on a question or two and has made me go and look at other things. And I'm, I'm not saying I changed my mind on them, but I had to go look up some stuff. I've had to go look up issues. I had to go look up things. But you look, I disagree, Benny. I, you say he wasn't with me when it was over. He was appeasing you. I, I disagree. I think he did agree with me at the end. I think he did agree that they should have to redraw their districts. Now, if you disagree, if you think he was just being dishonest and just and just agreeing me just to just to agree just to get it over with, I, there's nothing I can do to change your mind on that. But um, I, 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 I I I just think that I found a I found a one place of agreement where we can agree. So, Putin, I appreciate you thinking you can reach him, but deprogramming somebody um, is more complex. Um, I mean, he didn't get me to plug him. He didn't ask me to do that. I just asked him when he's on, and it was it was my choice to do that. And if he if he you know, I decided to do that out of the kindness of my heart. And maybe he'll plug me on his show. You know. Maybe maybe he'll give me a plug. Maybe he'll say, hey, this guy, Liberal Danny, is a fair guy. Mitz, does, will that send one or two more conservatives over here to debate? Fine. But I'm fine with – because, again, that, that's what I've done on my show. I've, I've debated conservatives in the past, you know, and, and I do debate conservatives. It's, it's one of the things that I like to do politically is I like to get on the phone with conservatives and debate them. And I think, do y'all agree that I do a good job debating them? Like, do y'all, do y'all agree that I do a good job at, at, at the debates? Do y'all think I, I made a good debate? Do y'all think that I, that, I, that I made very good points and made very good points in countering those points that are being made? Putin. I was unaware that the documentary was anti-Semitic. I was unaware that the documentary that he was mentioning was anti-Semitic. So, 
we can have a conversation about that if he calls back in next time. But I, I was unaware that that documentary he mentioned was an anti-Semitic one. So I'll have to bring that back up. Um, Putin says, yes, you are great in conversing and debating in a civil manner. Um, and that's one of the things that I think is important that, that one of the things that I do that it's that's important to do in in just everyday life in because you're, you're going to eventually deal with conservatives wherever and you know i think i do a good job debating them i think i do a good job bringing up points and bringing up points that maybe other people don't think of and bringing up points that they haven't thought of and so hopefully by watching me debate them and doing a good job of it, and again, I like to think I do a very good job of it. I like to think that I don't back down and I, and I, and I bring up logical, reasonable points that maybe that if y'all get into a, a discussion with somebody who is also a conservative, that y'all can follow my footsteps and be part of the, the Danimals, as, as Aaron has named the, the liberal Dan fans, the Danimals. And as fellow and as Danimals, uh, you know, bring up some of the points that I bring up and 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 let and make them question their own beliefs, too. So. Thank you, Jolie. Um, Putin says I'm a wealth of information, too. I appreciate you as well. Um, Putin, I don't view him as a conservative. Kimchi, I refuse to date a person who has no grasp of reality. Cynthia, you, Dan, are awesome. X, Dem. Yeah, Demonox kicked, always kicks ass. That's why I love forming uh, I love forming Voltron. Um, we only formed part of Voltron tonight. We didn't have any, uh, we didn't have the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, but, you know, as Donald says. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Anywho. Um, so. I believe it is about the, it's about that time. It's about that time. In a minute, I'm gonna need to upload some videos to YouTube to get some views. Um, but before that, I did upload a video. Um, I don't know if y'all saw it yet, but I did start a parody um, to Tim Farrell. If it is a radio show, this is the format. And that's the point. That's why I call myself Liberal Dan Radio. It's not simply just a podcast. It's not. If it was a podcast, I would just, you know, upload upload a video, upload videos, and just have that to be the end of it. But I want to interact, and I want to interact, and I don't want it to just be an echo chamber. I want to interact, and and by interacting, if I get people who just because one of the ways to get people to to get YouTube to start pumping my numbers up is to get some people who disagree to interact in the chat. So, so I know y'all get frustrated with the conservatives when they come in the chats, but it, one thing I might say is it, it might be a good thing just to kind of, if, if, if they annoy you, just, just let them, let the mods handle the really bad ones, but just let me handle them, I guess, in that, because when, as, as the conservatives engage in the chat, it helps the metrics and Hal has taught me this. Hal taught me this in, in that he doesn't, in, in that he doesn't, a lot of times when the conservatives respond to my videos, 
instead of just lashing out at them like I would used to do and just carble garbling, I would, I most part for to say, you know, I respectfully disagree, but thank you for helping the metrics or thank you for helping the algorithms. So, so when, when conservatives come in here and, and they say things in the chat that might be disagreeable, that you might disagree with, you might think are full of crap, um, you know, what they're doing at the, at the very least is helping the metrics. They're, they're driving the analytics by coming into the chat. They're helping, they're, they're, they're getting YouTube to get more people to see the video and maybe getting more people to come into the chat, which potentially causes more subscriptions, which gets me to 1000 faster. When I get to a thousand faster, you get more liberal Dan on YouTube. When you get more liberal Dan on YouTube, I get monetized faster. I get monetized faster. I get super chats. When I get super chats, I, I can then multi-stream. The twi- I start getting more money. I can stream to Twitch. I can then get more software. I can, once I get the better software, I can then do the video chats. It then becomes an avalanche and, and it becomes better and better and better. So that's why I really want to get everything and the ball rolling. And it's why one of the reasons I'm so absolutely frustrated that I can't get the ball rolling and hit the thousand that I've wanted to hit. So, um, and I know you're tired of Gibbs. I know you're tired of Gibson media. Um, let's see. But, you know, but one of the things I did, you know, one of the things that I tried to do, and I don't think it's working because nothing that I do works <laughs> when it comes to <coughs> trying to boost my numbers is I tried to tease a parody um, of, uh, of, um, what was it? I tried to tease a parody. Uh, I did it first on TikTok, and then I uploaded it here to YouTube, where I said, "Look, if I if I do the uh, based on the whole swinging back to the whole um, Montgomery, Alabama thing, um, a journey, a journey parody, and like just do just some small town dicks, no, just some small town picks acting like a bunch of dicks." They tried to fuck around and found out a woman with gray hair got smacked in the head with the chair. She tried to fuck around and found out. And then it would go on. And I basically said, look, if y'all help get me to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, I'll finish the parody. So... If I get to a thousand soon enough, and 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 it's still relevant, if it's still a relevant thing, if it's still a relevant story, I'll make the parody. But if I don't get if if it's if I don't get to a thousand, well, if I get to a thousand when it's not a relevant story, you know. Wait. It is what it is. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you, Tim. I appreciate you very much. I'm trying to figure out all the different ways to be able to get it to work. I like, I made it a story. I made it a reel on liberal Dan radio on Facebook. I shared it to my personal page. One of my biggest frustrations, honestly, I posted this, I posted this on my personal Facebook page because I have like what? 640 followers now, 600, 640 subscribers. Now I figure I have about 500 or so subscribers because of how, so about 500, 500 from about from how, give or take some, I don't know. 
which means I have about a hundred or so from other sources. I have 800 friends, quote, on Facebook, which means that there are 700 people at the very least on Facebook who are my, who are my friends who have not done two things for me. Click youtube.com slash liberal day and radio and click subscribe. And I know that there are some people on my Facebook page who are government workers, who are civil servants, who can't be seen as liking anything political because it's a violation of the terms of their employment. And as such, I understand that they can't. And that's fine. So I'm not mad at any one individual for not doing it. But I basically told, said the other day, I was like, look, if you can't click those two things for me, then I'd rather click the one thing for me and unfriend me. Because at this point, what are you doing, doing here? If, if, if you're not prohibited from doing it from your job and you can't click those two links for me, then why just click the one and leave? Because at this point, I don't, I, don't, I don't care anymore. Because why, why are you my friend if you're not going to do that to help me? So, yes, they have sparklers are very good peeps. Um, kimchi, I can't believe how it doesn't have a million. Exactly. Um, kimchi or you can make the parody and then would draw people in don't throw all your creativity it's kind of productive well I, I tried that already i tried that with uh we'll fight back i initially teased um when i did the hamilton parody um the you say for more years of trump's not a price that you're willing to pay you cry when you see breaking news because you know trump's a really dumb guy why so sad you know we proved our derangement in 2016 now he's making us mad remember despite our derangement he's still there we'll fight back on the show that is called liberal dan radio we'll fight back on the air call me up and show me that you care Listens rise, ratings fall, and I'll keep broadcasting through it all. So subscribe, don't be late, and you'll hear me on Blog Talk Radio on Wednesday nights at 8. Da, 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 da. Anyway, so that was what I initially did, and I basically was like, if I get a thousand subscribers, I will finish the parody. And then I didn't. And so, but I wanted to finish the parody anyway. And I, and I followed your, I followed your role. I followed your idea. I just went ahead and finished the parody anyway. I uh, got friends of mine to, to, at the end, do the chorus of the da 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 da's. And I, uh, I put the Hamilton music behind me, knowing that I would get, you know, some sort of copyright thing. But all it said was any ad revenue from this goes to the Hamilton people. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting ad revenue anyway. So fine. Good. Take it. And still nothing. So, but that one was timely too. Cause that one was, was when Hamilton was popular as well. So, um, it is timely kimchi, but I, but you know, Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes I think that the teasers are good, too. Like, 
like get get the thought in their minds, and then they'll be like, okay, good, this guy has a good idea. Let let's see what he can do. I don't know. If at first you don't succeed, tweak that pitch. Yeah. Um, I do, I do share it on the social media. I shared it to almost everywhere. <clears throat> and maybe I could share it again. I don't know, but I also didn't get a lot of retweets on it either. So you know. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, nor a lot of re- nor a lot of reshares on Facebook. Um, from facebook.com slash liberal fan radio or what have you. So, you know, if it, if other people don't retweet it or, or reshare it on Facebook, there's not much I can do about that either. Um, especially all the 800 or so Facebook friends that, you know, don't help me out because, you know, friends on Facebook, especially the family that doesn't do anything. That's the thing that bugs me the most. If we're getting personal for a second. But, you know, that was years ago. And that's when I did it. it, was years ago. So that was like, but, but like it, it was the start of the, it was like this towards the beginning of the pandemic or whatever. And it was when everybody was getting into Hamilton. And that's when I first started making, when did I, when did I do that? Let's see. Let's open up YouTube since we're, you know, just chit-chatting at this point. Um, do, do, do. can't believe all the BS, <laughs> all of the BS that I get. Um, all of the BS that I get, um, <clears throat> Uh, on from all the men's rights advocate stuff that comes on my on my YouTube stream now. It's ridiculous. That's why I have to do the reaction videos. Um, two years ago, because it was a 2020 parody. That's what I. Well, it says two years ago, but I did it in. I don't know why it says two years ago. It should be three years ago, because I did it for October of 2020 let's see i don't want it to come on i don't want to oh it's good it's muted so um oh i'm up to 633 i must have gotten three new subscribers just now that's good um let's see it doesn't say the date on here oh there it is october 24th 2020 is when i posted it so two years and 10 months ish ago is when I posted it. So yeah, eight. So almost three, almost three years ago when I posted it. So (laughs) Putin, you're just getting, you're just, you must be late because Putin just heard the bunch of country hicks. That's hilarious. All right, Kimchi, I'll think about it. Are y'all going to retweet it or reshare it on Facebook if I, if I do it up and make it and produce it and get it out there tomorrow? If I, if I write it up tomorrow and put it out there, are y'all going to get it out there and do it? You need to promise me that y'all are going to share it out there because I need, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need help with it. I can't be the only one sharing it. So, 
Jeff Curry, I might be better. Lo- I might what? I might better looking than Kimchi, but I ain't got a bra on. So I never wear a bra. Let him fly. Putin. Oh, he just looked it up on TikTok. Okay. All right. Since I love y'all, I'll just do it. I also don't understand why I was able to get 3,000 people on TikTok and I can't get 1,000 on, I don't got, I can't get 1,000 on YouTube. It's, that's just the weird thing too. I don't get that. But I was able to, I was able to work the TikTok algorithm. Um, I'll even read it and give you feedback editor forever. Um, email me, liberal Dan ready. Do I have your email address already, Kimchi? Let's see. I might. I think I do. Under pressure. Do, 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 Under pressure. Under pressure. Hope I don't get copyrighted on that. Funny thing about one time I was at karaoke and I was, me and my friend were singing under pressure and I was doing the Freddie Mercury part, which was hard. Well, one time I did the Freddie Mercury part. One time I did the um, other part and uh, what should we call it? Um, I haven't checked it. I had a, he dub sent me an email. I didn't even check. It's been a while. Uh, bum, 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 bum. I don't think I have your email, Kimchi. Or let's see. But liberal Dan Radio at Gmail. Just just send me an email, and I'll and and I'll be I'll send you the I'll send you the lyrics once I write them. I'm sure I'll probably come out with it. The only problem with it is that I then have to hit the high notes of Steve Perry. I think I can do that song, but we'll see. I think P-Dubs might have gone away. I think she, I think she went to bed already. Um, I just have to come up with what the name of the song would be because it, it can't be Don't Stop Retweeting. Um, that, that would be more about my stuff. Um, anyway, I, back to the song, the back about Under Pressure. With Under Pressure... I, I was like, I have no idea what Freddie Mercury is saying in in Under Pressure. It's like, people on the streets. I'm like, then it's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what is he saying there? I have no idea what he's saying there. And then I, and then I, like, I'm, I look at the karaoke lyrics and I'm like, oh, he really is just saying gibberish. Okay. I don't feel like I had a stroke listening to him. Um, so there you go. So yeah, that's what I was looking for to see the difference between your social media followers and why it isn't translating to one of the people that I know on my nerdy Dan Twitter account suggested that your TikTok followers tend to be about 10 times more than your YouTube followers. I don't know if that's a true statement or not, but that seemed to say, that seemed to be a, uh, 
that seemed to be the idea that that when you when you get followers you tend to get them on TikTok at 10% of the 10, 10 times the rate on TikTok than you would get them at um on Twitter. Now on TikTok I did some of those follow trains and stuff like that because um my youngest son was at 900 because he was playing around on it and I was like I'm trying to get to a thousand and I'm like, I could get to a thousand faster than you. And he was like, you're at zero. I'm like, I can get to a thousand faster than you. And um, he's like, no. And I'm like, sure. And I did it. I got to a thousand and he was like at nine ninety five, and he was so angry at me. And then his account got banned because he was too young. <laughs> I know Kim. She, how, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing with TikTok. TikTok is, malware in the idea that it's like social engineering um, in that they're trying to show you things like they're trying to say, Oh, here's this, here's this, here's this, but TikTok, but in that, in that sort of thing, Facebook is malware and Twitter is malware and YouTube is malware. If, 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 if TikTok is malware, then all of social media is malware. If that's the case. Um, and I listened to Hal's argument on TikTok. Um, very much, and I was considering dropping it. I was very much considering letting it go. However, my employer, my full-time employer, does an annual um, kind of security uh, thing, like an IT security type thing, where every employee has to take it, and every employee, and it, and it's done. It's it's outsourced. To a, to a security firm that goes over the importance of like cybersecurity and the importance of keeping everything safe and don't click on emails and don't click on strange links and don't do this and don't do that and don't and all of the things that you shouldn't do and then the guy the guy who's who is like uh, one of the higher up folks in this company one of the trainers in this company or whatever with lots of experience in cybersecurity and this that the other one of the things that he says at the, towards the end of the video is, and if you want some more information about my tips and tricks on cybersecurity, you can go to my TikTok at blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting there like, well, if the guy working for the firm in that, if the guy who is working for the firm that my firm hired to do cybersecurity videos put his own TikTok video in that firm's official cybersecurity training video, it can't be as bad as Hal's making it out to be. So that's 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 why I'm still on TikTok. Benny local malware, that's like the dress doesn't fit you right malware. That in that way all of my clothes would be malware at that point because I've lost seventy pounds and things just don't fit right anymore. Everything is malware. Either, either all my stuff is, is too big, is getting too big for me at the moment, or is still too small from my older, dime, older times. So, um, anywho. So, at this point, to me, TikTok is just a tool. It's a tool to use to try and drive viewership to here. Um, I try and create some content. It's an easy way to create some, some, it's an easy way to create reels and dump them up to here. 
It's an easy way to create reels and dump them up to Facebook. Um, and it's, it, I can engage with, I can engage with some people and, you know, I can have a disagreement with Hal on one or two things. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I trust Hal on pretty much everything except psychology, archaeology, and sociology. <laughs> Look, I love Hal to death. Look, when Hal had when the when Hal had Tara Dublin on last week, and he was talking to her about like what she should do and if she should have a podcast and and he was and he plugged me several times. I don't even know if he knew that I was in, I was watching that day. When Hal was like, you know, you can talk to this person or you can talk to Liberal Dan, and he mentioned Liberal Dan a couple of times, and I was I, I just started almost tearing up because like he doesn't have to mention me. He hasn't been on my show in a while, and, and I know he's busy. I don't expect him to come on my show because he's super hyper busy and he's dealing with a lot of stuff with you know stand-up comedy now that you know less pandemic stuff so now he's going out and doing stuff i would love to have him back on the show but i don't expect it i didn't expect him to come on in the first place i was thrilled when he came on in the first place but that he mentions me like that he mentioned me just out of the blue with nothing with nothing i was just like and i was having a bad day that day because it was it was a day that i was also dealing with the idea that why are people not helping me out why, like, I have people who are my family who aren't helping, who aren't subscribing to my channel. I have people on my friends list who aren't subscribing to my channel. But here's a celebrity who I've liked since I was a kid. Here's a celebrity who I used to watch on Comedy Central, you know, in high school. Here's a celebrity who, you know, I've enjoyed for much of my life, who's giving me a shout out on his very well liked, you know, YouTube live stream, giving me a name recognition and I was just like almost about to cry like I was very touched I was very happy about it um so so yeah I mean how does no technology I I am an IT guy it's what I do I am a guy I, I I am an IT manager so I would hope that y'all would trust that I would make a good decision on whether or not a piece of software was, was safe for me to use or not to. So. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I do have to get up in the morning tomorrow because my youngest has finally started school and I am the one who has to bring him to school in the morning. And my wife picks him up in the afternoon from the bus stop so it is now's the time to say goodbye friends like you and me l-i-b uh be nice to get a thousand subscribers e-r-a-l like to see you next week D A N I E O. Been like a good few days. Where the people he sent over? I mean, that's the other thing about like how has um, what is he at fifty thousand subscribers on his channel? 
but he probably has about what a thousand viewers at at any given time at most, and sometimes maybe only five hundred. So, like what I have like six hundred, and at the most like maybe thirty or forty. So like that's I think that's a that's a good maybe percentage like of the amount of subscribers you totally have, and then I think I think to expect your, your total subs versus total people watching a live stream. I think that's I think that's a good percentage. So I think when I get like 30 viewers based off of having 600 subscribers, I think that's a decent number. Like the fact that I have this stream I've had there's 15 concurrent viewers, but overall I've had 111 views with an average view duration of almost 40 minutes. That's pretty good, I think. So um, Cynthia, I mentioned three times the other day, and I said you want to see when they're at Halo. I don't know if you read them. I mean, that's fine. I don't expect that to ever happen. But so, let's see, Kimchi, it's a matter of disagreeing with Hal. It's a matter of when he swerves out of his lane into pseudo intellectualism. Allegedly, don't come for me. <laughs> okay. He usually has about 1.5 thousand on YouTube, 200 Facebook, Twitch. On Twitter. Yeah, that's also true. Um, the next show, well, that depends. Um, there's several factors. The next scheduled show is next Wednesday at 8 p.m. The, if for some magical reason I hit 1,000 before Monday, the next scheduled show will then be Monday. If something big happens where it justifies a live stream of some reaction of some sort, uh, there'll be a live stream. There'll be a, re- there'll be a live reaction to something. So... But the next scheduled show at this point is Wednesday, although I will be on Twitch tomorrow, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. So, there's also, Ash. Twitch.tv slash radio. I'm not doing anything with that yet, except for watching myself on Twitch. Like I watch, I, I, I have my nerdydan.com, like my nerdydan.com account will watch my Liberal Dan Radio account on here just to get a view up. And then my Liberal Dan Radio account watches my Nerdy Dan account on Twitch. Um, but when I get to the point where step three Step one is getting a thousand subscribers. Step two is getting monetized. Once I get monetized, step three is trying to get Twitch monetized, Twitch affiliate. So, um, so once I start going for step, once I get step two done, I would love to be able to have the 50 uh, followers on Twitch already on Liberal Dan Radio, so that I can only need to get the the views down. So then I will be able to get monet, get monetized on Twitch immediately as well. So hopefully at that point, um, I'll be able to do that too. And so if, if y'all can go to my Twitch or whatever, anyway, that's fine. So let's go ahead and click this. This is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from left, that's right. Again, next scheduled episode is next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. Hopefully we'll have Tara on next week. Hopefully there's no jackhammer construction next Wednesday. If there is, well, then we'll have to figure out figure out something else. 
Who knows? It is what it is. Um, Twitch tomorrow. I'll be doing some distance in Valley, some Fortnite, some Rocket League. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Football Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right.